This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Wednesday, April 1st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, there's a major dispute brewing between Montgomery County and the Echelon Corporation, and it has to do with the coronavirus and the Limerick, Limerick Nuclear Power Plant. A parking lot has been uh, has been designated for uh, new contractors that have been hired as the annual refuel of the reactor maintenance project is underway. But according to Montgomery County, there's a big problem. Dr. Valerie Arcouche, the chair of the Montgomery County Board of Commissioners, says back on April, I'm sorry, March 16th, Echelon, the company that runs the Limerick uh, power plant, gave them a lackluster social distancing plan. She said, we learned of plans to bring approximately 1,800 workers into our region from around the United States. We asked Echelon to postpone the refuel until a time when the disease burden from COVID-19 was lower, but Echelon was, uh, has moved forward with their plan. Today, our Department of Public Safety received notice that the adherence of social distancing measures may not be occurring at the work site, said Arkush. Echelon uh, says the project officially called the spring refueling outage must go on. If not, they say uh, they will have to close, and that means millions lose power, including local hospitals. But Echelon vows their social distancing inside, um, vows that they are social distancing inside. The company says that they're screening workers for symptoms before before they can enter, which includes a temperature check. Uh, they've also brought three nurses on site and retained three local doctors to tend to any potential sick employees. But according to a Limerick Township manager that hasn't been uh, relayed to them, sometimes uh, the communication with Echelon is not the best down to the local level, the manager says. He adds, each year when workers come in, they stay at hotels, shop at grocery stores, and use gas stations just like everyone else. He'd be lying if he said he wasn't worried. Uh, we don't know what goes on behind the walls once those workers enter the facility. If people aren't following the social distancing, it could spread through the township, the manager said. According to officials, the workers have been in the area for about a week now. Yeah, a little lack of communication at the nuclear power plant. It's nothing to be worried about. Hey, force range right up the road from you. I know. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> the Pennsylvania Department of Health on Tuesday confirmed 756 additional positive cases of COVID-19, bringing the statewide total to 4,843 in 60 counties. The department also reported 14 new deaths among the positive cases, bringing the statewide total of coronavirus-related deaths to 63. At least three dozen firefighters, police, and EMTs in Philadelphia have tested positive for COVID-19. On Monday, President Donald Trump declared a major disaster in Pennsylvania as Governor Tom Wolf extended the closing of school and non-essential businesses indefinitely. Wolf also added four more counties, Carbon, Cumberland, Dauphin, and Schuylkill, uh, to a separate stay-at-home order and extended its duration by uh, more than three weeks through at least April 30th. Trump's order allows for federal assistance to supplement state, tribal, and uh, local recovery efforts in the area affected by the coronavirus pandemic. More than 10 million Pennsylvania residents, or 80% of the state's population, uh, have now been instructed to remain in their homes. The governor said he knows the extended shutdown of businesses, schools, uh, and daily life isn't easy to hear, but it's necessary to save lives and keep hospitals from becoming over overwhelmed with COVID-19 patients. The Department of Corrections said inmates throughout the state prison system will largely be confined to their cells to keep the virus from spreading after an inmate at the State Correctional Institution at Phoenix in Montgomery County tested positive. <coughs> Excuse me. Quarantining 
uh, the entire system is in the best interest of our employees and our inmates, uh, Corrections Secretary John Wetzel said in a news release. Inmates will only be allowed out of their cells for video visits, phone calls, and to access the law library. The Corrections Department incarcerates nearly 44,600 inmates in 25 states. Uh, the state Supreme Court was asked to order the release of some inmates from county jails to help reduce the virus's spread. The county jail system isn't impacted by the Department of Corrections quarantine. The American Civil Liberties Union of Pennsylvania said in a petition uh, that tight inmate quarters, lack of sanitation, and a limited ability to treat and quarantine people suspected of having COVID-19 presents an extraordinary public health risk to inmate staff and surrounding communities. Once the virus enters the jail, it's virtually certain to spread like wildfire, the petition said. The plaintiff at the Pennsylvania Prison Society and advocacy group uh, along with, uh, I'm sorry, along with five inmates uh, make up that group. Other states, including New Jersey, have taken steps to reduce their jail population, as have Allegheny, Lackawanna, Lanc- and Lancaster counties in Pennsylvania. I wonder what the status is with uh, the Bill Cosby thing, right? So Yeah, they had uh, they... a petition to try and get him uh, on home arrest right. for the time being. I haven't heard anything on that, uh-huh. so he's obviously still in there. Yep. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> NFL team owners have formally approved a plan to expand the postseason to 14 teams beginning with the upcoming season. There will be a total of three wildcard teams uh, per conference, up from two. The number two seed in each conference will host the number seven seed in the wildcard round, meaning that in next year's playoffs, only one number one seed will have uh, first round buys. The NHL has extended its self-quarantine period for players and staff to April 15th. NHL players were told earlier this month that they could leave their playing cities. Many players have returned to their off-season homes, including dozens of European-born players who went back to their home countries. FIFA is drawing up plans to tap its $2.7 billion cash reserve and create an emergency fund to support the ailing soccer industry. With no games and no fans, teams worldwide have struggled. The fund would amount to the biggest response from any major sports governing body to the financial impact of the pandemic. And Boston Celtics guard Marcus Smart, who announced earlier this week that he is clear of COVID-19 after testing positive two weeks ago, confirmed that he plans to donate blood so it can be studied with the hope of finding a treatment for the coronavirus. Michael Joyner, an anesthesiologist at the Mayo Clinic, said that at least four NBA players who have recovered from the infection plan to donate blood for the National COVID-19 Covalescent Plasma Project, an experimental treatment that could help high-risk patients recover from the virus. That's pretty cool. Uh, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. A couple things I want to uh, let you know about today. It's Wednesday, so we're going to go on Fox Good Day. We'll uh, see what those guys are up to. And also, we have a secret text word. Uh, that's a standard Wednesday thing. We have a chance for you to enter and win uh, Richard Jewell, the film directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh, so you can text the word secret to 39333. We have that up and nice. running now. So please go right ahead and do that. Now, a few other things that are taking place guest-wise on the program. Well, let me tell you this first. We have MMR's Rock Refund, two chances to win $500. We do that at 8 and 10 a.m., so that's coming up. 
Guests on the program, Joe Buck's going to be on the show. Yeah, today. that's pretty cool. Yeah, whether yeah. you like him or not. Yes, Joe Buck is a he's a national broadcaster, and uh, we're we're going to see what's going on in his world. He's he's been doing some fun videos uh, to kind of entertain people as well. He's got a good sense of humor, so yeah. you may not like him during gameplay, but the guy himself I find very likable. Yep. And then we have Rob Riggle on the program. Rob's awesome. Yes, another sort of uh, he's a big sports guy as well. Actually, yeah. they both uh, technically work for Fox because they, they do, do stuff yeah. for NFL and Fox. Uh, news series on Discovery Channel called Rob Riggle Global Investigator, so he will be promoting that. And we're going to talk Tiger King today. <laughs> talk and Tiger real good. I want to thank uh, Carol Baskin for joining us this morning. You're welcome. That is uh, <laughs> Kathy. I love this. Kathy has decided to dress the part today. Uh, you can't see her, obviously, but we can uh, via uh, FaceTime as we're looking at her in home. She is dressed as Carol Baskin from the show. I'll take a picture. Okay, yes. please do. Yeah. I'll send you just ha- you just have this stuff laying around the house. <laughs> you know what? Yes, that's like me with uh, <laughs> the Joe Exotic video I did. You guys all have costume <laughs> closets ready to go. Yeah. Oh, except, she, except for the headband. I borrowed it from my neighbor's three-year-old. Kathy's got a flower headband. She's wearing a uh, a leopard print, a couple of different uh, cat, big cat prints. And she also has a, a very large stuffed tiger that she is clutching in her arms right now. And Kathy, what does she say every single time she greets her uh, viewers? Uh um, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Okay. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Are you going to say that every... Says, uh... Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol. It's Carol. Carol. It's Carol. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to do that a little bit after 8 a.m. Yes. Uh, so that is coming up in full-on spoilers and everything. So whatever you want to talk about concerning that show, feel free to call in because we'll just... We'll, we're not going to go through the chronology of the thing, but we're just going to talk about yeah. the stuff that took place. Uh, in fact, if you haven't watched it, listen, because it may encourage you to watch it because honestly you will enjoy it and just reading some information to get ready with the details this morning yeah yeah i think i'm gonna watch it again i think (laughs) i'm gonna watch it again because i you know there's a lot to absorb there's a lot in there all right and also business as usual as the world is uh kind of in a weird schedule right now we are going to move forward with some of our standards and today is the first day of april which means we got to change our calendar. That's true. Uh, So I have the President Steve Totally Office calendar right here in front of me. The month of March had the amazingly beautiful Olivia representing and uh, stunning, beautiful, I already said that, but uh, blonde. Uh, We we now flip the page to April and for this month it is Janae. Janae. Who has the month of April. She is from Washington Township, New Jersey. And a couple of bikini pictures of her. She's uh, a beautiful young woman standing in the seats of uh, the Met, which is where we shot this. A- amazing location. This calendar really came out great. And yep. she, she's great. Once we get back to doing appearances and things, um, she's always out, and you can meet her. She's very friendly. I think she would look great in a hazmat suit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? She's got a big, beautiful smile. And uh, if you would like to take a look at her uh, social media accounts on Instagram, she is at Janae. E-X-O, and Jane is spelled Z-H-A-N-E, and then E-X-O. So thank you, Jane. We look forward to the month of April with you in the Totally Office calendar. Um, so all these things and more are going to be taking place through the course of the show. I have the entertainment report all set to go, so we will go ahead and break. We'll be back in a moment with a stupid question, some stuff to give away, and things to talk about yeah. as you're doing whatever you're doing this morning. So stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. 
Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm sorry, I was gathering some stuff while you're doing your traffic report. I heard you mention uh, SEPTA. Did you, did you hear? There, uh, did you mention that they're only going to let so many people on the bus at a time? Oh, okay. No, and, I haven't seen that. So when they get a certain amount of people on the bus, it it turns into drop off only. Okay. Until enough people are off the bus where they can oh, pick idea. people back yeah. up. So if you're if you are waiting for a bus today, and the bus goes by. Then that's what's going on. They've got a. They have to. They're only allowed a certain number, and that starts today. The right, drivers are going to ha- have to be. Uh, yeah, have to. Gonna, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult to tell people and to and to to get this issue going. But I think again, we all know now is the time to be as austere as we can and patient and patient, and it will pass. And yeah. and try to hold your tempers. But it, it. I think it's for a good reason. I think it's a yeah. smart move. Yeah. And if any are passing by, I'll see if um, I can get the traffic service to give us an update so I can pass that on. All right. All right. Cool. Carol. Uh, I got to st- – yeah, thank you, Ms. Baskin. <laughs> uh, Kathy dressed as Carol Baskin for our uh, uh, Tiger King chat later on. If you don't know who Carol Baskin is, uh, then you may not get it. But uh, have you posted a picture of you yet, Kathy? Uh, no, I, I just uh, set it up here on my tripod because okay. I'm alone. All right. And took a picture. So I'll send it over to Marissa now. <laughs> I hate to say this. But this work kind of it, it works, it right? Works for you, yeah, for this look works for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you look really good. Yeah. I just found any animal print clothing that I have. By the way, I have animal print pants on too. I know you can't see. Oh, that. well, you, you have to show those. Do all of you have leopard pant leopard print pants at home except I, for me? I had to borrow the from the the music yes, video. Yes, you was, you did one. You had leopard print pants. No, well, those were those were gold pants. But, oh, but right. I had a uh, I had a sweater. It was for shells. <laughs> That I squeezed into it was wow. real stretchy material. So I think Steve, I need to get that stuff. Yeah. My what? pants are actually pajama pants. Oh, all right. Still, <laughs> they, they count. All right. So, uh, oh, and you know what I failed to mention when I was setting up our day? You know, I was saying we have Joe Buck on, Rob Riggle's going to be on. We're doing the MMR Rock Refund. We're going on Fox Good Day. We have a secret text word. And Daily Rush Madness continues. Oh, yeah. That is right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get to those uh, those matchups after uh, we get into the 7 o'clock hour. But for the meantime, a stupid question. And we are going to give away uh, a Phillies Yingling prize pack. So this question, Kathy, speaks to you, I think, and, and Marissa as well, if you like Gucci, that is. I do. Gucci's first handbag had a handle made of what? Oh. Ooh, good one. 215-263-WMMR. I think I know. Let's see if you know the answer to that call right now. So Gucci's first handbag had a handle made of what? 215-263-WMMR. Steve's holding a piece of paper that says jerky on it. Is that right? That is incorrect. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, So let me mention some birthdays. Wednesday, April 1st. We'll talk about first some reality show-based personalities. Susan Boyle from Britain's Got Talent. I remember when that all came out and Mm -hmm. she walked up on stage and they thought she was going to be this mess and then out of this horrible creature. And yeah. I say that oh. no, lovingly. No, no. lovingly. Just this very ultra plain looking woman yeah. uh, came this beautiful voice. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we joke all the time about, oh, they're just like us, you know, the celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one was like, oh, ugly people can sing too. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at this. Ladies and gentlemen, we were all thrown for a loop when this cow came up on stage with his voice of an angel. 
I feel terrible that I immediately assumed this hideous creature would sound terrible. So she is uh, 59 years old. She's gotten clammed up, by the way, since then. Yeah. 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 She, 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 I mean, right now she's not touring, but uh, yeah, she, uh, yeah, she has a career. They spread her eyes apart, right? So she's not a cyclopsy. She she, she made, she gave, they gave her two eyes. They eliminated (laughs) the uni eye. Uh, John Goslin celebrates his birthday today. He was a nice guy when we had him in. John and Kate plus eight. We didn't know what to anticipate. He, Um, He was pretty browbeaten. Yeah. Yeah, now he's sort of taking an active... There's a sort of a battle, and I don't know how it's hashed down, Preston, but they were looking for... Um, both sides are, are kind of vying for full-time uh, care of certain kids, and I guess he has a couple of the older kids that want to be with him, and it's it's oh a weird gosh. thing. Yeah, I, I, If you follow him on Instagram, he um, DJs at like an Applebee's in Berks County a lot, too. Well, that's cool. Applebee's. Yep. Wow, okay. I thought you were going to give us like some, you know, hot nightclub or something like that, but Applebee's. No, Applebee's. The DJ. Uh, wow. So, I, I, all right, everybody, I'm going to stop the music for a second. I got to go get table seven, the potato skins. <laughs> John Goslin is 43. Method Man, uh, rapper, is uh, 49. Is he, uh, can he do go, go really, really fast? No. That... I, I'm not familiar with my, my rap artist. No, Method Man, I believe. Oh, don't he was in the studio. He was in here. He was in uh, Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> uh, but, oh, God, Tribe Called Quest. Jesus. Uh, oh, okay. Um, is that's he the guy the, you're thinking of. Is he enjoying Silent Bob uh, reboot, Steve? Yes. He, he and Red, uh, Red Man, right? Yeah, they're yeah, sitting in the front of the car, and as you would imagine, yeah. smoking pot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he is 49. No, it's not music news, Kathy. Uh, then we have... <laughs> Uh, Samuel Alito, Supreme Court Justice, and a big birthday for uh, him. He is 70 today. Allie McGraw of yes. uh, Love Story and The Getaway, former wife of uh, Steve McQueen, is 81. Was stolen away from Robert Evans uh, by Steve McQueen. So Bijou Phillips also has a birthday today. Now, I always get Bijou and Busy Phillips Mixed up. They are related, right? They're sisters, yes. right? Busy Phillips is the one that you see uh, doing the commercials now for the uh, the jeans, and she uh, she's a friend of Chelsea Handler, mm-hmm. and uh, so she's uh, she was also on Cougar Town. Yeah. Yeah. But Bijou Phillips was in the movie Almost Famous. She was one of the Band-Aids. Yes, right. And she was in Raising Hope, and she is uh, 40 years old today. Uh, here's a redhead I always had a crush on, Annette O'Toole. Oh, yeah. And she was only in a few things. I mean, she's been around for a long time, but, like, she was the, the girlfriend to uh, Nick Nolte in 48 Hours. Uh, she was uh, the female lead in the um, TV version of It. That's right. And she was also in Superman 3. And, I think she was Lana Lane. And Smallville. Small, uh, yeah, the mom in Smallville. Yep. So she is uh, 68 today. Long, beautiful red hair. Yes. Uh, Jimmy Cliff, reggae oh. legend. Uh, Jimmy Cliff uh, turned 72 years old today. What's the, is it The Harder They Come? Is that the movie that uh, chronicles oh, his his life? I'm not sure. I think it's The Harder They Come. I'm not sure. And he was also, if I recall, what was the movie with Robin Williams um, in a Caribbean island? Uh, oh, Patch Adams. No. Nope. Uh, and, and and Eugene Levy's. I know. Oh, Club Paradise. Club Paradise. Yeah, I think Jimmy Cliff plays one of the revolutionaries in that. Does uh, he in that movie? I'm huh. pretty sure. Yeah. I uh, we used to quote that movie all the time, and the one that we loved was uh, Yeah, I could do that same thing if it wasn't for this diarrhea, because they were doing like cliff diving. <laughs> oh my god, I don't remember that. <laughs> He's an immortal line. He's 72. Uh, Steve, director, producer Barry Sonnenfeld. Oh, a, a very talented guy. Yeah, Men in Black, 
Uh, also, Adam's cin- family? cinematographer for the Adams family when Harry met Sally, uh, Misery. Uh, throw Mama from the train, so he's had his hand on a lot of stuff. He's 67 today. And then the last birthday I saw is SNL uh, uh, member Taryn Killam uh, is 38. No yeah. longer on the show. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know who that he's is. on a uh, he's on an ABC uh, sitcom about divorced parents. Okay. And then he, a couple names I didn't recognize from 90210, who were Josh Zuckerman and Matt Lanter. Zach, oh, wow, Zuckerman and... I don't know them. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, they're, I, they're probably one of the iterations. That, I only threw it out there because I figured you and Kathy might have an idea of who that was. There was but, the, the Fox version, uh, the, first, the original version, then there was the reboot, and then there was the re-re-reboot with the original cast. Right. I don't remember and, uh, Josh Zuckerman at all. Just to go back, uh, Bijou and Busy aren't related at all. I, I thought they were. No, I thought that they were too pressing. But but uh, Bijou is related to the Mamas and the Papas clan. Okay. And B- Busy is on her own. She's in a completely different family. I thought she was a part of that whole crew. So did okay. I. Oh, yeah. she's the daughter of Captain Phillips. Press. Yes. Captain yeah, Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks portrayed yeah. him? <laughs> I had yeah. no idea. And it's and that's uh, her dad. But Buster Rhymes was the guy that I the name I couldn't think of from right. the Tribe Called Quest who does it really, really fast rap. Oh yes. okay. And right. Razzles are both the gum and a candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They are, yeah. you know. And you can spit them out before they turn into a gum if you want to. But yeah. The, Is that the, a good psychological profile of someone? How how they approach a razzle? Do they do they use it as a candy or chew it as a gum? Yeah. I, I think that's it probably it. If you choose as a candy, you're a psycho. It, it's a gum. It right. is a gum. I think that's that's yeah. that, that should replace the Rorschach test. But it, yeah. but it breaks down into pieces like a candy at first. And right. then eventually, once it mixes with your saliva, it turns into that kind of gummy just, material. Yeah, so. I understand. But I would I would never dare swallow it before it turned into a gum. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, so. it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the phones and see if we can get an answer to this. Gucci's first handbag at a handle made of what? 215-263-WMMR, our number. And uh, Bill is on the line. He was first in. I'm going to go to him. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Good. Good morning, Preston. How are you? Doing good, bud. All right. So Gucci's first handbag had a handle made of what? I'm going to say bamboo. Yeah, you're correct. Bamboo. <laughs> Hold on a moment, Bill. We got a Phillies Yingling prize pack for you. Yingling Lager is now the official lager of the Phillies, and the prize pack includes a few cases of the limited edition Phillies Yingling Lager cans, Phillies hat. Uh, Phillies lager glassware, a baseball, and an array of high-end Yingling swag from the gift shop. You can enjoy limited edition Phillies retro logo Yingling lager cans at Citizens Bank Park, local retailers and bars. Plus, enter the sweepstakes to meet Phillies all-star pitcher and Yingling brand ambassador Aaron Nola. Uh, follow Yingling social channels. It's at Yingling Beer for your chance to win, and you can enjoy responsibly as well. All right. So Gucci brought back that bamboo about 10 years ago, uh, and they had it, like, in sunglasses and some of their other products as well. Okay. They had a problem, though, because people's pet pandas started eating it. (laughs) Yeah. That gets expensive. Yeah. I actually had a pair of the sunglasses, and they were great. They were really pretty, but they were um, super heavy, and so I ended up having to to give them to my mom. And, you know, as you can imagine, Gucci sunglasses aren't going to be cheap, so it was like a nice gift, and she loved them, uh, and then she left them at the grocery store. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) Of course. you got to put her in a home, Kathy. Seriously. (laughs) Steve Amatillery said that. Come on. (laughs) You just don't lose Gucci glasses. I mean, I love her. Put her in a good one. I really, I think she's great, but... <laughs> All right. Well, let's... the one where they have the tiki bar and they can hang out. <laughs> let's right. get into the entertainment report here. Jennifer Lopez, Nick Jonas, Kristen Bell, and more stars are paying it forward in the heartwarming trailer for what's called Thanks a Million. Uh, the series, executive produced by J Lo, will premiere with the launch of the Queefy app on April sixth. The Queefy app, yeah, is coming up on the sixth. <laughs> 
Uh, the emotional and inspiring show features celebrities who kickstart a chain of kindness by gifting $100,000 to an unsuspecting individual who has changed their life. Queefy slogan could be the warm air of creativity, Preston. I like it. Uh, the individual who gets that must then pay half of the amount forward to someone else. Ah, that's interesting. Tracy Morgan, Aaron Rodgers, Yara Shahidi, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, uh, Anthony Davis, Kevin Hart, and Carly Kloss will also each lead an individual episode. Across ten episodes, a million dollars will be put in the hands of everyday people. That's kind of nice. I do like that. By the way, Queeby's offering a 90-day free trial for a limited time to see uh, to those who uh, sign up at Queeby.com. Because you don't have enough channels. And you got to <laughs> do that before April 30th, by the way, if you would like to try that out. Well, everybody's lives are changing as the coronavirus pandemic continues to upend our daily rituals. Hollywood is no exception. Uh, we have a roundup of the latest uh, defeats and victories in the worlds of celebrity. There we go. Just goes to prove that they're just like us. They're just like us. Yeah. They're just like us. Andy Cohen, uh, who is recovering after being diagnosed with coronavirus, posted a reunion shot of himself and his baby Benjamin. He uh, wrote, I've hosted reunions for years, but yesterday's was the best one yet. Uh, he quarantined, of course, without his baby for about two weeks, so he's doing better. Uh, Chrissy Teigen is done with all the family time, she joked. She and her husband, John Legend, are, quote, death breaking up. When they can leave the house, she said during an Instagram exchange with a fam. They're deaf breaking deaf up. Deaf breaking yeah, up. Almost deaf. Yeah. Sometimes so. she is so funny, don't you think, Steve? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do. Absolutely. Uh, I do like her, but then... I like, like her sometimes, other times, and other times, like, times I want her to shut up. I know. And so it's a, it's a tough deal. I, you know, I, I'm fickle that way with my relationship with Chrissy Teigen. Uh, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard are similarly suffering with coronavirus cabin fever on Instagram Live with Katie Couric. They said uh, everything with their kids, Delta and Lincoln, is peachy. Uh, but uh, the Shepard said, we're getting along good with the kids. We're getting along good with adults we're friends with. This has been stressful for Mama and Dada. Mama and Dada. Mama. Dada. So they're actually, they did a really good thing, and you reported on it. Um, I think it was last week, Preston. They have waived the rent and the yes. properties that they own mm -hmm. for yeah. during the duration of this, Yep, which um, I think is wonderful. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, yeah. Kristen said, we've, uh, we've been at each other's throats real bad, real bad. Uh, but she added that uh, sitting next to each other for the interview was a uh, physically as physically close as we've been in a couple of days because we've just found each other revolting. <laughs> I think now's sort of the time for any celebrity to, even if you are at your wits' end, to to lie about it because uh, you know you just. I think the general public just you think of like, all right, well, <laughs> look at the. Places that you live that you're at. living in. And you're having a, a tough time? Yeah. Yeah, what about the dude in the one-room apartment? And I, I see it on social media. Uh, there was one about uh, Will Smith, and I love Will Smith, and he's yeah. a positive force in this world. But he's like, you know, you got to stay at home. And then there's like an overhead shot of, yeah. of his home. Yeah. And it's gigantic, and it's got basketball courts and tennis courts and pools. and We're social distancing, right, Jada? That's right, Will! And you can't fall. listen. That you know that's where they live. That's where they live. You know that's that's what they earned and all that. And anybody out there who, who's not living in that situation, I'm sure would love to. It's it's. But again, yeah. yes. I, I and you're right. Keep, yeah. keep it keep it positive. You know. Yeah. Uh, eventually, when it's all over, we can do a purge and steal their property. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's daughter Grace is treating her dad to a spa day. The father of four shared the look after her manicure and makeup. Wahlberg noted, "Okay, so 15 days into quarantine now, I'm getting pedicures and manicures, and apparently a full makeup. 
Uh, she's got her whole kit there. Uh, yeah, this is what's happening now. Oh, I have to imagine cute. Mark Wahlberg has a a full gym facility at his house, right? Oh, he God, wouldn't. Yeah, there'd be yeah. no way. No, he didn't. He didn't head out to the gym. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna do uh, Kathy. We're gonna do the um, face mask uh, thing today. The peel mask or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, the whole family, all of us. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, we because I, I bought Rochelle some uh, for Christmas. All these variety of ones, and they're all these different colors. Those things. When they start to to peel and come off, Steve, yeah. they look horrible. They look like you remember in uh, in Silence of the Lambs when uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hannibal Lecter peels the guy's face off and puts it on his own, right, right, and pretends, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you look like when you put these things on. Either that or Leatherface. Does it now? Yes, Leatherface is another great comparison. Yeah. So uh, the idea is it'll it makes your skin better, or is it just a little goofy? I guess so, right, Kath? Yeah, it's like it's like a cleansing. It's something good to do to kind of like open up the pores and maybe you know pull out some uh, some blackheads and stuff like that. The one that I have actually it hurts. A a little bit when you take it off, only if you put it like where your hairline is, so you kind of oh. have to stay. Away I would from never that. have to worry about that, right? Yeah. Right. What about uh, his beard line? Yeah. What about facial hair? You have facial hair, Kathy. You know what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Well, usually with my beard. stash, it's okay. Uh-huh. No, it probably w- will hurt a little bit. You have to stay, like, just make sure you stay clear of, okay. of the hairline. All right. It uh, was then that Preston reconsidered the whole thing. Uh, yes, right Yeah, but now. Preston, the one that I have peels off. Like, the one that you have might just wash off. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll have to check. I'll see. But, uh, but you have to blow torch I'll off. post some pictures uh, when the whole family does it. <laughs> Nick, you were... Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Preston. My my dad was. Uh, we were Facetiming with my dad last night, and he was like, uh, "Hey, um, you guys still endorse uh, Hand in Stone?" And I was like, "Yeah." And was, he was like, "Yeah, I was thinking about going to one this weekend." I was like, dad. "No, Dad, <laughs> <laughs> that, no. not this weekend." Hey, uh, <laughs> crack open a paper. That's funny. Uh, all right. So, th- <laughs> speaking of funny, uh, <laughs> New Jersey, the state of New Jersey, has been dragged for deploying Mike Sorrentino. The situation. As the coronavirus exemplar, huh? Uh, so w- nobody else was around. So Twitter was uh, alternate, alternatively outraged and bemused over the New Jersey governor's decision to use Mike the Situation Sorrentino as an exemplar of good behavior during the coronavirus. The state shared Sorrento's sage words of advice on its official Twitter page. The state tweeted, "We got a situation." <laughs> It says, listen to, and then it has his oh, uh, his tag on there. It's the situation. We know Jersey loves to party, but take this seriously. Stay home and flatten the curve. Come, uh, The comeback is always greater than the setback. Let's give the decision to Betty. She's up on pop culture. In the post, Sorrentino said, uh, New Jersey is tough. We love to party, and we love even harder. But the time to part for parties is over. In fact, some of us are prolonging this pandemic by not following simple guidelines. I mean, he's giving sage advice, but he it's is. funny that it's him that they're placing on the yeah. pedestal of good the behavior. The church lady says the coronavirus isn't special. Uh, many <laughs> critics noted Sorrentino's stint in prison as a reason to not use him as an example for young people. And I love this one Twitter post that just read, anyone but this doofus. <laughs> well, he just got out of jail for tax evasion. Anyone. All right, here's your royal roundup, because there's always something going on in uh, the world of the, the royals. Prince Charles is uh, footing the $2.5 million 
annual bill for Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's security as they make their official royal exit, according to the Daily Mail. Uh, this rumor comes after the pair landed in L.A. and Donald Trump tweeted that they must, quote, must pay for their own security. A royal insider told the Mail, uh, Charles has agreed to pay a private contribution to the Sussexes. Uh, it will not be revealed how much... Uh, that is used that it's used for, but it is believed to be around two point five million dollars. So, a quick question, Preston: In a commercial that's airing about Disney Plus and one of the documentaries coming up, they they say Meghan, Duchess of Sussex, don't they? In that commercial, I, I didn't know. see it. Uh, they're supposed to stop doing that, right? I thought that was the agreement, but maybe. Maybe they are not supposed to use it, meaning the the two of them, Megan and, can't and say Harry. It, but, but you yeah. can, yeah. Maybe yeah, someone yeah. else can. So, uh, meanwhile, it seems some aren't greeting Megan's return to Hollywood with two thumbs up. Reviews of her performance as narrator in Disney Plus's Elephant have been tepid. The Times of London, listen to these reviews. The Times of London wrote that Megan traded quote pomp and circumstance. For schmaltz and cheesiness, hmm. the silken tones that Megan employed on the legal series Suits and which were often muzzled during her time as a full-time royal are now given free reign. <laughs> the review continued saying, and yes, she certainly has an actor's way with a phrase and a likable sense of mischief. Oh, who do that? She coos in mock disgust when one of the elephant calves breaks wind. The sense of performance, though, often feels uh, over-egged. Even the underwhelming moment in which the elephants rip some bark off a tree is presented like the announcement of the winner for Best Picture. It's a kid's program. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a docu- I know. Well, you know how supported the British press is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so over-egged. Uh, Variety wrote that She's her, a regular ham and egg. Her narration was <laughs> an inviting version of the wholesome but amused Disney narrator sing-song. Uh, others said the film was good. She for... spends the whole goddamn movie talking about elephants. Uh, others said the film was good for a kid's show. The Telegraph uh, advised if you're homeschooling at present, consider your Friday morning's activities taken care of. So... They do great animal documentaries. All yeah. the ones they've done up to now are great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me see what else. Oh, uh, by the way, Prince William wants to return to his work as an air ambulance pilot as the coronavirus pandemic escalates. According really? To reports. Yeah, the 37-year-old royal spent two years flying medics. Uh, to emergencies before stepping down in 2017. He has a fairly distinguished uh, uh, military career. Yeah, the uh, source tells the son uh, he knows the whole country is doing its bit and he wants to help. William is very keen to do anything he can. Uh, William and his wife, Kate, and their three kids are staying at uh, Anmer Hall in Norfolk, uh, where he was living when he flew the air ambulance. However, some say William is one of the only senior royals left performing official duties, making his absence more challenging. Of course, uh, Prince Charles was diagnosed with coronavirus himself. He's now recovering. Uh, Queen Elizabeth is in seclusion to protect her at her advanced age. In addition, his brother Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, we just talked about that, are doing their thing here in the States. Earlier this month, William became a patron of the London Air Ambulance Charity. So you, you know that they're obviously trying to isolate over there and do things that separate them out from the rest of the family. And the Queen is actually seizing upon the opportunity to do something she's always wanted to do. She's going to climb Devil's Tower. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah. She's coming here? Yeah, she's going to come here. I had no idea. Yeah, well, we're she's not gonna, paying for it. She's right. not a free climb. No, not at all. Right. Uh, all right, so Arena Shake is sparking romance rumors with Vito Schnabel. Oh, my God, a Schnabel snake reunion? It could happen. <laughs> uh, this following her split from Bradley Cooper and brief rumors of a reunion. They had a, 
had a kid together. They had a kid together. Yeah, yeah. look at that. Uh, the model and art dealer were spotted out and about in New York City. The 34-year-old was seen entering his apartment. Both were wearing medical masks uh, to protect themselves, by the way. But, I love you, Schnabel. But uh, Shake and Schnabel uh, are sparking romance rumors. That sounds like a fast food place I'd go to. Yeah, Shake and Schnabel. Totally. Their shakes are great. Shakes are great, but the Schnabels, Jesus Christ, they're so good. That's I, what keeps me coming back. Yeah. I would imagine that's how you say it. You'll come in for the shakes, but you'll stay for the Schnabels. <laughs> it's spelled S-H-A-Y-K, so I'm assuming that's how you say her last name. So, uh, Bachelor alum. Now, here's a follow-up. We mentioned this pretty serious story yesterday. Michelle Mo- uh, Money uh, says that her daughter, Brielle, who's 15, is doing great after brain surgery. Mm-hmm. On Monday, she uh, Brielle had a skateboarding accident. We talked about this. Uh, posting a shot of Brielle taken before the accident. Uh, Money had wrote, uh, we have so much fun together. She's my favorite human. I can't wait to hear her laugh again. Surgery went great. Her numbers are in a really good place. Two more days to let the brain swell up and monitor until taking her off sedation to see what we find. I'm sorry, did you say this was a medically induced coma they put her in? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because... To, to let the swelling go down. Let the swelling yeah, yeah. Uh, cease, exactly, so... Um, Suzanne Summers, who was on our show not that long ago... She was great. Uh, ...shares that... Uh, she, she's 73 years old. She shares that... Um, She's hoping to celebrate her 75th birthday in 2021 uh, by posing nude for Playboy. Wow. Again, after gracing the magazine's cover in the 1980s, she tells Access Hollywood, I would like Annie Leibovitz to shoot me nude for Playboy for my 75th birthday. Didn't Dolly say something like that too, Dolly Parton? Dolly Parton just said that she wanted to recreate her iconic. She was in the uh, the Playboy bunny costume and do it again. I have to say Suzanne Summers uh, did look... She was... There was a shot that went viral of her naked uh, in some tall grass, apparently yeah. on her property. She looked pretty good. She looked cute. Yeah. I thought, yeah. She looked good. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean. She's got a little bit of the tiger thing going on from yeah. the uh, the <laughs> face work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah her, but that's her, okay. Fa- her, her face is a little messed up. Um, and it's because of the work that <laughs> she's had done. No, yeah, no it's true. It's true. There's a little bit of that, that look. You start, she, yeah. People start to. Women. Uh, and then guys start to look feline in nature case right after. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ex- uh, I, listen, I, I came face to face with a lady at the King of Prussia Mall one time who was probably in her mid-70s. And I was like, what the F have you done to yourself? Right. <laughs> What's your name? Hot stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, case, I was in the Philadelphia airport. And I, re- I can remember what the woman looked like. So remember there was that uh, that heiress where they called her the tiger lady? Mm-hmm. This was Preston. That was at that level of cosmetic surgery that she had had where it was so, she was clearly wealthy. Everything on her was just uber expensive. But it was, it looked like, oh, my God. Like, it was like first contact. You know, what what planet are you from? Yeah, yeah. And then you end up staring at them. I, like, and you, you feel terrible. See, you want to, like, figure it out. Kathy, at the mall. I, I started, went... I, I took out a laser pointer and pointed <laughs> on the floor. She started chasing it, Kathy. Uh, I went and bought sunglasses just so I could stare at her without anybody right? knowing Shut that up. I. No, I'm kidding. I would <laughs> doubt it. Listen, there's, there's oh just my cat-looking chick in the, uh, yes, and glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, it, and it's interesting. I wonder what those those types of people who have had a lot of work done, if they see someone staring at them, if they think, yeah, if they think, wow, I really look great. You're an art shit, aren't you? And they're and they're taking notice of it. Yeah, well, because I have I caught myself one time staring at somebody who, who clearly had a, an overabundance of work done. And I felt bad for staring, and I'm like, does she know that I'm staring at her or not? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Because. 
it, it's look at this guy. He's hot for me. But she wouldn't have done that if she didn't think it looked good. You know I, what I mean? I think, yes. There's no way. Again, it's that dysmorphia thing where yeah. you think, okay, this is ah uh, now, and just a little bit more, and it's gonna be perfect. There's so a- I have a friend who's like on the on the edge of that. I mean, she hasn't had too much yet, but um, she she has certainly has had some things done. And she said to me the other day, she goes, "If I would have known ahead of time that we were gonna be stuck in the house this long, I would have had some sort of surgery." Oh so my I god! god. Honestly, wow. that is a great point, and yeah. a, a couple of people have mentioned that, like boob jobs and and all those things that you would, you know, like uh, any sort of anything where you would need to be. Yeah, hidden away for a while. Yeah, but they've but, they've banned all elective surgeries, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can. I listen. There are YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, you can figure that yeah. out. Yeah. At home. I'm yeah. sure Rochelle could do something if you wanted, Preston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but honestly, my heart does go out to uh, women, especially people who have body dysmorphia, and uh, you know, women in Hollywood who are held to the standard who feel like that they need they they can't just age. Gracefully, but it's not the, just the society in, doesn't allow them to. Casey, it's not just people in in Hollywood. Like no, there I know. are plain, like I don't want to call them plain, but everyday people who have body dysmorphia. It's, yeah, sure. you know, it doesn't have to be you know somebody in Hollywood. No, it was the lady in the King of Prussia Mall that I saw. Yeah. No, yeah. but I, I think that the focus is a little sharper in that. Yeah. Sure, it's you, much you sharper. See, you see it a little a little more often. All right. Uh, well, anyhow, Suzanne Summers looks like a wreck. Never. Yeah, mind. she <laughs> just looked like. I thought she looked. She, she looks like a smashed ass. Yeah. No, she, uh, she. Good for her. And I'm looking I, forward I, to seeing thought, whatever is down there. I thought the photo of her was cute in in the grass. She's going to be the centerfold in Butcher's Monthly. <laughs> Uh, Scrubs alums Zach Braff and Donald Faison have announced that uh, they are set to produce a weekly podcast together titled Fake Doctors, Real Friends. I had not thought about Donald Faison in a while. I love that guy. He's great. He is he's so funny. He's so funny. He does great stuff. Clueless was on out, over the weekend. I hung out with him at a club in L.A. years ago when I had gone out there. It was like right around the time when he was, you know, uh, like up and coming or, yeah. or, you know, was like the, the hot new star. And uh, he, I mean, he was cool. Was it was it pre Scrubs post Clueless? Uh, no, it was it was like Scrubs time. OK, OK. Uh, Braff had said in an Instagram live stream with Faison, there was a lot of interest from you, our amazing fans. Uh, We're going to put it out every single week, and we're going to talk about our lives and goof around. Uh, He added that he and Faison wrote the the Fire theme song uh, with Charlie Puth. I don't know what that is. Uh, We have it. We do? Yeah, yeah. Because we, we, we've played it a lot. Okay. Uh, here, we got to find it here. Oh, quick. I think I know what it is. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I'm messing this up. We're, we're waiting entirely too long for this. I am the god of hellfire. <laughs> oh, it's a bit. That's okay, it. I gotcha. I, no, what no, the let... F is it called? Uh, yeah, the... he, he's, he's, I'm, I'm looking at the search screen. It says fire. He, he typed in the word fire, and uh, it's not coming up. There anyway. it is. Oh, here. Okay, here we go. I am the god <laughs> of hellfire. And I bring you a podcast. A podcast with my friend. We were both on scrubs. Now you can listen to us. So, Zach Braff and Donald Faison. <laughs> it's called The Fake Doctors and Real Friends. So. Yeah. I was with you, buddy. I know. Yeah. And so this thing is really frustrating because even a space... Right, so I wrote fire, and yeah. then I hit the space bar. Watch everything that disappears after this, Preston. Boom, it, and then everything kind of disappears. Right, and so its search function sucks. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, back to you, Preston. Uh, thank you, Casey. Appreciate it. Throwing back to me. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> back in the studio. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, you're in the studio. 
Uh, ESPN, and Net- ESPN and Netflix will introduce their long-form documentary about Michael Jordan on April 19th. Uh, the Last Dance, which will follow the life of the basketball legend, has been moved up as live sports fans have been left with nothing new to watch amid game and season cancellations. Uh, the 10-part series will run through May 17th on ESPN. What were they, they were running, I think, the, the absolute first game of the union. I mean, now now what you're doing, Preston, is you're seeing all this sort of archival games and great sports yeah. moments being all the rage. Is that helping? Is that, uh, is I'm that not watching. I'm, I'm not watching any of it. Uh, yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, besides the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, there's yeah. not a whole lot of, of games that I will want to watch over and over again. But, listen, there are you know sports fanatics out there who are now... Like you, I see it all over social media. You know, asking for hey, you know, one I, I most recently saw was yeah. I would say eighty percent of the uh, of the population hates Duke. Can we watch the? Can you please air the UNLV Duke uh, uh, championship game where UNLV yeah. wins by thirty points? So like, people definitely want to relive that stuff. I don't really. You know I, I, ra- I would rather watch a documentary than what, any. What, okay. what I found interesting is that the online a lot of the online gambling sites, Preston, mm-hmm. uh, that that do the the sports betting. Have now switched to um, casino games, uh, and not only that, I even have uh, some odds on uh, what will happen to the cast of Tiger King. No way! In the next really? few months, <laughs> ah, so I'll, I'll reveal that yes, when we talk yes. about that in the eight o'clock hour. So, uh, but anyhow, they're going to push up this uh, this documentary about Michael Jordan that'll be available on April nineteenth. Do you think, Steve? Uh, all right, so obviously things are being pushed back, right? Yes. Um, you know, the, all these movie release dates, but also at the same time. People like shooting and all that sort of stuff is being pushed back. Is this going to have an effect on on the back end of things? There'll there'll be a lag. There's enough. I was watching a report on this. Maybe it was with Billy Bush uh, mm-hmm. on uh, whatever the show he does, Access or Inside Edition or whatever. Anyway, long story short, there's enough in the um, in the queue, as they say, to carry you through. So, okay, uh, you, you might something. Some things have been completely stopped. I have a friend uh, who's been working at Pinewood down in Atlanta, where all the Marvel stuff is is being produced. Right. So uh, for like for Disney Plus, like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and uh, she's been working on the Loki set, which is really cool. But they have stopped entirely, and so Nick, everything that they had in the pipeline is just on hold, and it's going to push all that stuff back. The uh, the Wandavision though, that's completed. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's right. right. Uh, yeah. Some of it is completed, but like even Steve, some of the like just the final production stuff, they're not done with yet. Huh. So like, like putting polish on, get it ready for for Disney Plus. They're not finished, and so they have to delay a lot of these things. Maybe when things get back to normal, they'll start doing live stuff, uh, live movies. Live, li- yeah, mm-hmm. so, or just like at this point, Ray's come out of his hand. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right, right. I got Ray's that I'm hitting you with. Ah, those Ray's are hurting me. Oh, you're a superhero. We'll see. All right, we are ready to move into the clips. The world's best magicians perform tricks to try and stump Penn and Teller on Fool Us. In this clip, Penn Gillette discusses a code of performing magic. Here it is. The code of magic is not a it's not a moral code. There's nothing morally wrong about giving away magic secrets. It's an artistic code. You know, how many beats a minute you want to do in dance music. That doesn't mean that you have to do that because that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a moral imperative. It just means, you know, we find this works most of the time. What the f***? Uh, Penn and Teller Fool Us airs tonight. That's at 8 o'clock on the CW. I believe, Preston, that tonight is a David Blaine special. I think oh, it wow. is, yeah. 
Uh, and it's with the celebrities. They are always great. They're a great diversion. Yeah. Again, we're kind of in the thick of it now in the world. Find stuff to divert yourself. Uh, no matter what, the yeah. guy the guy is a hell of a magician. He is. Yeah. I love the David Blaine specials. Yeah. All right, next clip. Here we go. Tiger King, murder, mayhem, and madness follows the trials and tribulations of former exotic zookeeper Joe Exotic. In this clip, Wynwood Zoo CEO Jeff Lowe, God do I hate this guy, (laughs) discusses the incident involving perfume on Joe's boots. Here we go. He died. He had to have all these cats cared for, so he put me as a beneficiary. So one day he's out filming one of his campaign videos and this cat grabs him by the foot and drags him. So he didn't want to admit that he was just dumb and shouldn't have been in there not paying attention. So, of course, it was, you know, they sprayed perfume on my boots or my shoes just to get me killed. <laughs> you. It's a great it's a great scene. This guy with the, the do rag under the baseball hat. Oh, my God. So here's how you can describe it. He makes Joe oh. Exotic look like Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness is streaming now on Netflix. If you have not seen it, you need to. We are going to talk about it this morning a little bit after 8 o'clock. So I'm looking forward to that chat. By the way, do they call, because we we have a Winwood right around the corner here. Do they call it Winnie Wood in that show? It I, ca- I, I think they I, do, Casey. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think. Yep, I think it is Winniewood in, in Oklahoma, so over there. and we call it Bala Sinwood. <laughs> Bala Sinwood. Yep. Blah. All right, Blah. so we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna chat. Uh, that's the entertainment report, by the way. We have a lot going on today. We do have the uh, rock refund. Your first opportunity to win five hundred dollars comes up at eight. Uh, then we'll do it again at 10. Uh, we have Daily Rush Madness, which when we return, we're going to dive into those matchups, find out who won yesterday, and give you the new matchups for the day. We have a few guests on the program on top of talking about Tiger King. Uh, Rob Riggle will be on the show. Joe Buck will be on the show as well. And just for the hell of it, we have a new case of beer for the month of April, and it is Sly Fox uh, Volpillen IPA. Vol, how do you say it? Volpulin. That's how you say it. Volpulin. Volpulin in Winniewood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, caller 10. I'm going to set you up with a case of that. 215-263-WMMR bursting with citra and mosaic hops that provide notes of stone fruit and mango. Yummy. This easy drinking IPA <laughs> is a must for your quarantine stockpile. And you can also order your favorite bites and brews at slyfoxbeer.com. Available for pickup at all Sly Fox locations. So let's take care of you right now. 215-263-WMMR. We'll take a break. We'll be right by, back, and we'll get those matchups for uh, Daily Rush Madness first off when we return. In these difficult times, MMR reminds you social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning, my neighbors! Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely. Because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We're going to do the Daily Rush Madness. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. Let's review yesterday's victories. We had four matchups, and we'll start with this. The Bachelor got hard and can't find the door. Went up against Steve's soap opera identity crisis. The winner of that one, The Bachelor. Wow. 
and moves wow. on to the next round. In the next category, we had Gene Simmons Chicken versus Bill Weston Gets Off. Weston reigns supreme Whoa! with a win. Weston's on a streak. He is. Then we had Toyota Thon Baby's Nick Stroke and the official representative Delco versus David Harbor. And our biggest victory of the day, 80% of the vote went to Toyota Thon Baby's wow. Nick Stroke and the official representative Delco. I thought David Harbour was going to win Honestly, that Honestly, it was a great interview, but, you know, we lost uh, John Travolta early on, and that was a great interview. There's no telling which way this is going to break. And then the last matchup yesterday was Preston and Casey get grounded versus <laughs> intern Ben is a cheater. Turning into a favorite now is intern Ben is a cheater. Hey! 73% of the vote moves on to the next round. We're in the second round in the Gadzook section. The two videos facing off against each other are... E.T., the entertainment reporter, takes on uh, tornado warnings and wipes out. So let's uh, reminisce. Here is uh, E.T., the entertainment reporter. You're not just writing checks. (laughs) Your body can't count. Who's that? You're dangerous. Man, I can't understand your words. Okay. You can't put your lips together. (laughs) No, man. I had a little surgery. You had a little surgery? You look weird. <laughs> Tonight, E.T. gets the exclusive with Val Kilmer. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. It's going to go hard on you now. You look weird. Bring it, you little bitch. <laughs> All right, so that was supposed to be Val Kilmer being interviewed by E.T. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right, and then that's uh, going against tornado warnings and wipes out. Here's that clip. It was the emergency alert that kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yes, where on it the phone, said, right? Where it said, take cover. Yeah, shelter like, in place. Take shelter, yes. What, on check, your phone? Yeah, yeah, check with local yeah. media. Emergency yeah, alert, yeah, yeah. Emergency yeah. alert. Like, first my wife's went off, and that uh, woke me up, and then mine yeah. went off. And, and that then, was that was about three forty five. That was it. It was about three Wait. in the morning. Okay. Do you sleep with your lights on? Is that how that woke? You said that's the lights went out and that's when you woke up. Mm, no, is no. That what it, I said. The- I don't know. No, the alarm. You know when you get like a weather alert on your phone? Yeah. It makes a I sound. I thought he just said the lights went out and that's when I woke up. Anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I have the same situation. I, I leave my lights on and when an alarm goes off, it shuts the lights off. I, don't, re- I don't recall saying that. <laughs> Anyhow. Oh, my I- wife's went off. That's what I said. My wife's oh. phone. Oh. I said my lights went up. Yay, we All figured right. it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good start. We CSI that bit. Oh, my God. You heard my confusion. I was yeah, like, yeah, wait yeah, a yeah. second. What did I say? I hate it when that happens. It's just somebody misunderstands one thing, and uh-huh. it leads to a question, and then the person's confused by that question because they didn't realize you didn't understand what they were saying in the first place. What? And then it just heads up. But we figured that one out. We did. So many of them get away from us. Those two videos are up for voting now, and you can uh, definitely do that at PrestonandSteve.com. We have four matchups today. They're all there. You can vote on those now if you want to. We will roll them out as the morning goes on. Uh, Texts coming in asking when. We're talking about Tiger King. We're going to do it in the 8 o'clock hour. So roughly... A little less than an hour from now, we're going to get into that. Kathy's dressed the part this morning, by the way. She was earlier wearing her uh, Carol Baskin headband, uh, but she still has the uh, the cat prints on. I'll put that back on. Okay. Yeah, do that. You know, at 8 o'clock, if you have any sort of, like, Zoom business meetings scheduled or whatever, teleconference meetings, or, you know, working from home or whatever, yeah. take a static picture of yourself and put that up in front of you. There you go. And then walk <laughs> off and listen to us. Yeah. All right. That's I got to write down. I, I just realized something. Uh, that happened in the in the episode, and I didn't really understand why. So I got to write this down. There's two things that 
I just realized today. After, uh, I mean, about Tiger King you want to ask yeah, about during the... the not the, even ask about, but just sort of reveal. Sing about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Right, Casey's going to write that down. All right. I'm going to write this down. Okay, for all those who need to know, Casey's going to write this Use down. Use a pen. He will have it ready for that. I'm using a pen. Discussion later on. Uh, in the meantime, a bunch of food stories have come Ooh. across my desk, so I think it's time for me to put my chef's hat on. It's time for the connoisseur to distract you from all the crap that's going on. What <laughs> better to talk about than food? Because we all love food, and we're eating a lot of it. We're going to be fat bastards by the end of all this. I was very intrigued... About this, and I've never heard of this. It's called whipped coffee. Whipped coffee? Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, right? Yeah. Right? And uh, but now, here's the rub, though. It involves instant coffee, which mm. I'm not a fan of. No. It's like listen, Sanka. But listen to this. Well, Sanka's, uh, that's caffeine-free, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a mix. You just you right. mix it. Is, is it always caffeine-free? I, th- I always thought it was, because they say I switched to Sanka. Please oh. bear with me. All right. All right. But anyhow, whipped coffee is now taking over social media. It's gone viral and is made with instant coffee, sugar, and hot water. So the trend started in South Korea, but it has been popularized in the U.S. by TikTok users. To make it, you mix equal parts, typically two tablespoons of coffee, sugar, and hot water. Coffee, sugar, hot water. Yeah, but that's that's a lot of sugar. Two tablespoons? Anyway... Um, you mix it in a bowl. Now, here's the deal. It takes a while. You mix it for about 20 minutes. What? Until the mixture starts to form peaks, you know, like a meringue type of thing. Or, or until your arm needs surgery. Yeah. You could also use a hand mixer to do oh, this. Right. So you could use one, you know, a, right, a, yeah, a, yeah. A, like a, a mixer. But anyhow, once the whipped coffee is thick and frothy, you can add it to a glass filled with milk and ice and enjoy. It just sounded interesting. It me. sounded better uh, by the name than it does by the explanation. Yeah, we're looking at a uh, a video right now of someone who is preparing it, and uh, it's over time. But yeah, oh, it, 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 it sort of becomes like a uh, like a mousse. Huh. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's it's got, it has like a meringue type of of consistency to it. All right, now that I'm looking at it, that. see, yeah, okay, now you've won me back. See. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the rub is you got to use instant coffee in order for it to get that. Uh, that okay. Coffee. Okay. Wait. Hold on. What What do you mean instant coffee? What's that? All right. So instead of actual coffee grounds, you've, you never uh, instant coffee. You just add water. You don't. Uh, you add hot water to okay. it, mixed okay. up. You don't have You're to brew it, it per okay. se. Yeah. And it's it, it routinely tastes far inferior yeah. to regular okay. brewed coffee. Yeah. My dad was always an instant coffee guy. I know it. Not, yeah. Never. Never would, for me. I would make it's it. It's like brown water in yeah. the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but which is like diarrhea if you stop and think about it. You know, yeah, never really thought of that. Uh, don't yeah. talk to me till I've had my first cup of diarrhea, yeah. whipped diarrhea. Uh, but this that we we're seeing the images up on the screen here, Preston, um, with the little bit of sweetness might be to me that would probably be fairly low cal because you're whipping they whipped up to a nice froth. So it's I think that's I'm going to try it. Well, it depends. I'm going to have someone make it for me so I can try it. You just have to see how many calories are in uh, two tablespoons of sugar. Yes. And that'll tell you. And then, obviously, you're drinking milk, too, so that's going to add right. calorically well, to I'll it. use uh, powdered milk. You could do that. Do you guys uh, ever have uh, condensed milk in your coffee? Not in my coffee. We used condensed milk, uh, I believe, for a contest we did at, <laughs> uh, at Keenan's. Oh, yeah. it looks Wasn't like... that what it was? Yeah. yeah. It was it the Peter North contest? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, what? What? Uh, oh, yeah. Did we put it in super we, soakers. Or somebody, something? yeah, somebody wore the bucket, and I would say, "Come, bucket, walk, walk forward." Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and, and that was it. Was Bucket Jane and, and Bucket Steve were the name of the contestant. So I'd say, "Come, bucket Steve, please come towards me." <laughs> and uh, yes, that's correct. We're clever, like. But is it good in coffee, Nick? It, it's delicious, Steve. It's not uh, calorie free. It's 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 really sweet. But um, that's I what I remember, it. Nick. So yeah. you, you say it's a good additive to coffee. If you get like a Vietnamese coffee and you put condensed milk in it, it's it's delicious. Like you could have that as kind of like a des- uh, dessert coffee. I'd love to, but air travel is limited now. So, all right, here's some texts coming in talking about this. My daughter made whipped coffee for me yesterday from uh, TikTok. It is really it's good, but it's really sweet. Okay. Uh, another one says Steve Sanka is a decaf brand. Others make regular caffeine coffee. Uh, then this says just you can just put regular coffee made how you like it. In the uh, Nutra Bullet. So, will this not work with decaf coffee? No, it, it'll well. work. I was just oh. saying, Sanka is decaf. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't know if caffeine was a critical component. No, 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 yeah. no. Uh, uh, says, I've made this before back in 2000. You can fold it into a chocolate mousse as well for flavor. See? This one says, just use espresso shot and heavy whipping cream and use a mixer and you can get the same thing. So, again, state the uh, just the directions. Very simple, Preston. Again. Yeah. Equal parts instant coffee and sugar and water, and you mix it for twenty minutes. Mix and, it, and it'll turn into this uh, and, these peaks. And honestly, what we saw in here up. makes me want to shoot. So <laughs> we could we could actually case you still you have that blender that bullet blender? Are you used no, to bring that it one broke? Oh, did it? Okay. That one is broken. Okay, uh, I may I, try this today. Yeah, uh, but but just using espresso instead, like this person had said. I so. wonder if you could you use a food processor. Sure, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, you need to be. You need to do it to the point where you get a froth, yeah. like like because it definitely does start to become, um, as you said, like a mousse, and that's the enticing part for me. But the sugar, I've never met a mousse I didn't like. Uh, the sugar, you're definitely. Why don't you forget yeah, about, about the, the mousse, mousse for, for a, a moment. moment? All right. By the way, I have a mousse story coming up in the absorb. Yay! House, so you will hear that later on. Uh, so it's called whipped coffee. Looks like mousse. Why don't you forget the mousse? For a moment. And you can uh, try that later on. All right. Uh, other stuff from the connoisseur file, if you will. On to a strong start with the moose. Uh, let's go with this. If you're thinking ahead for Easter. Yes, I am. Uh, Boston Market is offering up full Easter meal that you can order for takeout. Uh, or delivery or curbside pickup. Uh, the holiday heat and serve meals from Boston Market include uh, entrees, sides, and pies that are fully cooked and chilled. Uh, the option can feed four to twelve people, and you can choose between spiral sliced ham, boneless honey glaze ham, boneless roast turkey breast. Well, there you go. Or a combination of both. Yep. Okay, so I think that's a great idea. And so they do curbside and delivery. Yeah, there's a couple of places that are doing that. Let me see. I had another story. What about honey bacon. Costco is, okay. is uh, selling an entire ham Easter dinner. Uh, it's technically called uh, Schwann's Spiral Ham Dinner. Uh, but it can be mailed to you. Yes, I'd like to purchase this Schwann dinner place. Uh, it's it, like come with pudding. Oh, my God. It includes an 8.5 fully cooked spiral sliced bone-in ham. Where the hell's you the Schwann? For all those people you're having over. Yeah, seriously. Eight and a half pounds of ham. Well, you know, ham. Wow. Sandwiches, it's, it's ham actually, milkshakes. It's bone-in, so the okay. bone weighs a fair amount, so it won't be quite So you put your bone in it. That much meat. Um, we actually, uh, a couple of years ago, we picked up a, a bone-in ham and, and cooked it. 
at home uh, for uh, Easter. It was fan-freaking-tastic. Do you want to tell you what a complex so human being I am? I uh, love deli ham, thinly sliced yeah. ham sandwich, and I despise baked ham. Large love. baked ham. I yeah, I so I can do like honey baked ham has a really decent ham that I and really enjoy. I know people love it. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I, it's not that I hate it. It's just that I like other things a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, like if you know, usually like if I'm at a I meal, like other things better. If I'm at a um, meal where like a BJ where there's ham on the table, usually there's another um, uh, entree on the table. It's like ham is there, and then turkey's over here, and because I won't... not because not everyone likes ham. Like I, I, that's something I wouldn't. I I don't. I can't remember the another last piece of ham, seen. Rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> Had ham. I don't like ham at all. I'll serve it like on Easter, or if I, you know, I'll, I will serve it. But Case, you're right. I will always serve it with something else. Mm. Uh, we had ham and cabbage on St. Patty's Day, and that was actually pretty decent. My mom makes it with pork butts, um, so it's not like a, I don't know. It's just, I, I think. Is easier. that butts in? Yeah, it butts in. Uh, I just think it's easier to serve, and there's less, like, you know, wonky, like, chewy parts well, on what it. Is ham, the tra- ham is the traditional Easter meal for many? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, what else we have here? So it comes with it, uh, roast baby baker potatoes, Southern style biscuits, uh, super sweet corn biscuits, petite Brussels sprouts. I know, uh, I don't hate biscuits, but I like other things better. I do love biscuits. Uh, signature old fashioned apple pie and classic vanilla ice cream. Biscuits. biscuits. Yes. <laughs> um, quick question. So is it's this $80 pre- by the is way? Is it prepared or is it just the fixings? Uh, I'm sorry. Cause you said it was Costco, right? Yeah. So is it prepared or is it just the fixins? Uh, I don't understand what you mean. Is the, the meal prepared is or, or fixins? Uh, like the separate elements to make it yourself. Yeah. Uh, so this is from Costco. Is Costco giving you the ingredients or the meal? They give you the meal. Yeah. An, an I entire didn't realize that. Ham Easter dinner. So yeah, you, you know, yeah. Uh, Southern style biscuits, super sweet corn. So that stuff's made. It's not they give you the corn and you have to add all the other stuff to it. It's, right. It's made, you know. Uh, so fixins I think of are like, um, uh, you know, oh, at the Arby's. To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, right, at, yeah. at the, uh, at the Roy Rogers, uh, yeah, right, uh yeah. bar. So, uh, so anyhow, uh, through March 3rd, you can get it for 80 bucks. It's uh, $15 off the regular price. So there are places that you can get this stuff already made and, and have them delivered. Quick question, connoisseur. Yes. Concerning Easter and the acquisition. And I saw Easter candy. I was over at the supermarket and there's it's there's stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you uh, if you want to assist the Easter bunny, I think the uh, the uh, elements are out there for the taking. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I wonder if because, listen, there there are, I think, some really, really great sales going on. And uh, like I, I go to Acme. Right. So I was there. I wonder if this same because I haven't checked out the Easter candy. I wonder if like Easter candy is on sale as well. Some of there, it was on sale at Target case. Really? Um, OK. But, but not like significant. Um, sales, but you can tell they're they're trying to push it a little bit. Obviously, people probably are not buying it yeah. um, as early as they normally would, and mm. you know, well, they've been distracted. But I, I know I walked into Target the other day, Kathy, and there was a big bin full of hams right at the front door. No yeah. kidding, <laughs> Kath. I was at Acme, and they had I was buying chicken breasts. It was buy one get two free, and I was like, that doesn't usually is buy two get one free, and right. yeah. I'm surprised because they were like a lot of the grocery stores were sold out of the chicken. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So uh, and in fact, uh, there is a story uh, that speaks to purchasing meat in this time. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Uh, with the pandemic, 
Uh, it has people buying a lot more meat than usual. New data from analytics uh, firm IRI shows retail purchases of meat were up 77% uh, during the week of March 15th. That's the uh, the most recent data available. Uh, but industry groups say that sales have remained high. Uh, fresh chicken sales climbed 76.5%. Uh, beef sales increased 73.1%. And pork sales increased 89.2%. How much are chicken sales up? Uh, chicken sales are up 765 <laughs> Dear God, this is a catastrophe. Yeah. But pork is up the most with pork. 80, 89.2%. Uh, ground beef purchases doubled. It raked in uh, the highest sales in absolute dollars of any meat product. Again, so obviously the medical professionals on the front lines and all the people who are doing the incredibly courageous stuff that's going on right now, hats off to you, but uh, but also the truck drivers who are making sure that this stuff is getting delivered to the stores to go into a store and have it pretty much be the same except for the odd omission of maybe toilet paper yeah. and a few other things is pretty astonishing. Yeah. So the fact that that continues is uh, is no small feat. Yeah, I bought a ton of meat the other day, uh, and thank you to Mark Summers yesterday for just saying the name Bobby Flay because I ended up making hamburgers for dinner last night. There you go. Because uh, did you dress as Bobby Flay? I did not dress. No, last night was because I know you all up. have costumes <laughs> at home. Too, um, dude. I don't have the same like Preston's costume closet is way better than mine. And Jackie Bam Bam's. Dude, that guy has got, like, it's basically like being backstage at a Broadway uh, show. He's got so much stuff. But anyway, let's get back to the meat, Steve. That's that's what we're really it's talking about, about here. about the meat. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, you'd mentioned thanks to Mark Summers. Yeah, he mentioned the so just... you made hamburgers. Made hamburgers, and I and I did the Bobby Flay recipe yesterday. Oh. Basically, just because he said the name Bobby what, Flay. What is that in What is it, yeah. You know what? It's very, very simple. He only recommends uh, salt and pepper. Uh, he recommends 80, 80, 20. What? No, no, no. I'm sorry, President. I'm not, a, I'm not just... as talented in the kitchen as you are. Okay. okay. How does it uh, make you feel, Casey? <laughs> no, it's fine. He just, I gave he... Casey a look like, that's it? That's what you put. That's what everybody puts on hamburgers. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I'm done. <laughs> I, I, just, I thought there was going to be some awesome secret ingredient. I will tell you something that Bobby Flay recommends you do, and it's part of the thing that I've always carried with me. Yeah. Is as you're preparing the burger, you make a divot yeah. in the middle of the burger so that the juices yeah. congeal in that part and keep the burger Stay moist. In, yes. Yeah. 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 Boom. Yeah. So it was eighty what? Eighty twenty uh, um, beef. So and eighty uh, percent of fat. fat and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, the yeah. fattier the be- the meat, the tastier the burger. You have to remember it, that's true for porn yeah. as well. You have to remember, Preston. Not nope. Not everybody's at your level, like of, that, of, of, under, of not, understanding. No, I mean, it I'm was at that point that Casey felt he was being condescended to. I well, no, no, so. he doesn't realize. Like, uh, like I can make fried eggs, I can make hamburgers, and like. And you can dance. That's kind of, I can dance. You can dance. You, you have can, that. You can dance. And I can dance. You can dance yeah. better than I can, no question. Yeah. Right here, they uh, made burgers and they danced. <laughs> I can't believe oh my God. If we don't it's allow our loose. children to make burgers, how will they be burger worthy? That's why I've given permission for a burger barbecue. <laughs> This weekend at the factory out on the city limits. It's at the other side of town, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Burgers. <laughs> See, I'm glad you told me. Yeah, me too. About I'm the super burgers. glad about that. Yeah. <laughs> this will be in next year's. Taylor Rush Madness. No, it won't because we're not filming anything. 
Well, are we not? No, no, we're not. No, no but we have not. we have a mall artist who's drawing all this. I yeah. thought Connor was here to help uh, no. do the, the camera. Oh, no, he's oh, making are? our new coffee drink. You're filming it all, and then you're sending it all to Nick Murphy. Yeah, via interwebs. Okay, okay, cool. good, all right, excellent. Cool. All right, maybe you don't want this lost. <sighs> That'd be the biggest I... tragedy of a global pandemic. I think you are kind of the only person on the show that can cook. I, like Marissa's not bad, but like she's a vegetarian. So I don't really, you know, um, but like nobody else really here can like prepare meals on. on You worked as a chef, did you not? It's a cook, not a chef, but um, a shook. Listen, I just, you know, growing up, I mean, it's it's one of the things you need to learn how to do if you've ever. Well, you've never lived alone. That's right. Oh, oh, see, I moved out. Yes. I had to to live on my own. So I had to figure stuff out. The funny thing is you were in the running away club. You think you would have. But you I think you would have left the house earlier. But I quit. I quit. Right. I, when, you went started, to the pine cone club. When things started getting real, I was like, yo, I don't really want to I don't be know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think all, I, I think a, a guy skill is you need to know how to grill. You know, yes. that's, it's just, I, I've always took it upon myself. I'm going to do that, you know. And well. I, I love it. And I grill year round, so. You, know, you guys yeah. have a separate freezer? Uh, we used to. We just sold it uh, because we stopped using it after a while. Yeah, we we kept it in the basement. We would fill it. We filled it up when we got it, and then you know, wow, I I forgot we put that in there five years ago, and <laughs> yeah. so we eventually got rid of it. So we got one about uh, six weeks ago, uh, pre-pandemic, just out of coincidence. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad we have it now. And you just, you know, this whole conversation started off with meat. That's it's mostly meats in our in our freezer downstairs, and and I have been grilling. If not every night, almost every night. You know, every other yeah. night. It's it's. I love it. To that, ref- that freezer point, Preston, we had the same thing when we were in Maniunk. We had one in the basement. Okay, we'll get this. We'll freeze a whole bunch of stuff. And then we were going through it one day. And then it was a birthday cake. And we had no idea whose birthday it was, who it <laughs> pertained to. There was no name on it. There was It was a full frozen cake. And we realized uh, we're really not using this freezer a lot. Yeah. Somebody says my new title should be uh, The Condescender. <laughs> yeah. Honest to God, I had Thank only gotten into step one of said <laughs> recipe when he shakes his head like salt and pepper. I'm like, I get I, I know. I was... Well, you know what? And and I, I almost a while back, I said something because you're like, I cooked, man. I made hamburgers. And I'm like, I, I almost said, well, that is pretty much the most basic thing you can make. Not the way I make them. I All put right. jalapenos in mine. Ooh, now, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> well, I didn't put them in yesterday. He didn't have time to. You were condescending I, all over I his face. quickly. <laughs> all over my I'm gonna face. I'm going to condescend all over in your face. In my eyes and in my ears. <laughs> it tastes terrible. Salty. This is what I hear. Uh, I think we have a new burger flavor. Uh, so, anyhow. Semen is salty, is what I hear. I don't even know where we were and what part of this I'm wrapping up. I guess right. you can you can get, uh, you can can get buy your Easter dinners. Costco. Do I have time for one more, I guess? Because, or <gasps> Wait, do we, yeah, yes. We got to do Fox Good Day. We have to do Fox Good Should Day. Should we break now? We can break now. And I can save this stuff for another time. I feel like, well, we have, yeah. What? what? Yeah, we got to break now. All okay. right, let's do it. All right, so anyhow, I have more of the connoisseur stuff to get to eventually, but we, in the interest of time, yeah, we, we want to talk Tiger King. We're going to do that shortly after 8 o'clock. we got to get to Fox Good Day, the Daily Rush, Mad- Rush Madness matchups, and your chance to win cash, $500. It's MMR's Rock Refund. That is on the way. We'll take a break and come back in just a moment. Stay with us. 
Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop, like t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops, with designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, we've even got your little ones covered with an array of bibs, onesies, and toddler tees, plus coffee mugs and much more, all with the MMR attitude you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. All right, let's uh, let's do a bizarre file. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File. Let's get right into it. A lot of people sent me this story. A Washington State man riding shotgun in an old Buick was arrested after fleeing a hit-and-run accident and leading police in a high-speed chase on an interstate freeway. Meanwhile, the driver, his pet pit bull, got off scot-free. The pit bull was driving? Bizarrely enough. Yes, so here... Let me try to explain. Um, it was Sunday near Seattle. Police arrested a 51-year-old man who uh, told them that he was teaching his dog how to drive. God, how, how old was the dog? Was it of age? Uh, I hope so. The man was apparently steering the car from the passenger seat. <laughs> what? Reports say the man, whose name was not released, was driving his 1996 Buick on Interstate 5 when he allegedly struck two vehicles and then fled north. The car was spotted on the interstate and officials said that the vehicle was driving more than 100 miles an hour. You don't teach a dog to drive at that speed. When they began pursuit, the vehicle left the freeway, then drove onto nearby Centennial Trail, a rails-to-trail bike path. The chase finally ended after police were able to deploy spike strips. And How police, about begging strips? Police found the man seated in the passenger seat and his dog behind the wheel. I so mean, I guess I mean, he was sitting on. in the passenger seat. He must have had his foot on the accelerator, which I don't know how the hell you do that because there really aren't any cars that have that bench seat in the front. It anymore. had to be. So I used to be able to do that in my Bonneville, Preston, where I would could drive the car from the passenger seat doing that. But uh, yeah, that this was, was I said decades this was, ago. It was a Buick. Yeah, uh, it was a nineteen. It had the year on here, nineteen ninety six Buick. They wouldn't have had no, those. Then. No, they would not have. Uh, so anyhow, uh, the man appeared to have been steering for the canine because his dog was behind the wheel. Uh, he was arrested on suspicion of DUI, reckless driving, and hit and run, fleeing and eluding as well. Wow. Okay. A martial artist in India broke a Guinness World Record when he used his elbow to crush 256 walnuts in one minute. Wow. Guinness World Records reviewed the evidence from attempt the attempt and announced that Muhammad Rashid had broken a record 229 walnuts which was set by an Indian martial artist, uh, Pragbar Reddy. You did it, Muhammad. You, you did it. <clears throat> the record-keeping organization said Rahid smashed 256 walnuts during his uh, December 2019 attempt. And he, now what? He is a multiple record holder, having previously set Guinness records for breaking walnuts with his head. Okay, we saw that. Yes. Okay. Same guy. As so well as he... smashing beverage cans with his elbow and coconuts with his head. Ow. Coconuts? How can you now do that? you're talking, yeah. yeah. Those things are incredibly hard. Wow. Okay. Uh, this is hilarious. A woman, and I saw the pictures, turned bright green after using out-of-date fake tanner. Oh, no. <laughs> leaving her friend saying she looked like the Wicked Witch of the West, oh, which God. she did. Jenny Coleman claims that friends teased her that she was a dead ringer for the uh, infamous Oz villain after revealing her tanning disaster. 
Uh, and she apparently had uh, slapped on a couple of layers of fake tan while enjoying a glass of wine at home as she self-isolated. But the following morning, she almost cried when she saw herself in the mirror and realized she was bright green from head to toe. Uh, Jenny was forced to repeat repeatedly shower using exfoliant in a desperate bid to banish the neon glow. She said it took a few days to properly come off. I spent all weekend trying to scrub it off. Uh, putting me off of it put me off tanning for a bit. Yeah, I would imagine so. Before she put it on, she said it had a little green tint to it, but she didn't think it was that bad. Uh, uh, she, the, she said the kids were like, "It does look a bit green, mom," but I, I thought it would be all right. And instead, mm-hmm. she woke up the next day and she was full on green from head to toe. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day in just a moment. We'll hear the music any second, and there it is. Here we go. Right, this should be interesting. Four different people from different locations <laughs> using new technology. So strap in, audience. Preston and Steve are going to join us. And we hear about this old Zoom technology. Very popular. Well, now there's a tracker on Zoom that lets your boss know if you are zoning out. You're looking at other stuff while you're in the meeting. Right, Alex? <laughs> We can't hear her at all. She's at home now. Yeah. Yeah. You're, Mike, you're going to have to tell us what she's saying. Can Mike hear us? Ooh, Mike not. Ooh, we can hear Mike. I think we just lost everything. I think we lost the connection. All righty then. Either that or they're just pretending like they're not paying attention. Just <laughs> How like rude. The story. Uh, that was interesting. All right. Well, oh, well. I, I, uh, I brought the volume back down because uh, we're done. Okay. Um, well, uh, yeah, I guess they have that. Uh... Well, Alex is at home and Mike is in the studio. And then they've, they've done, you know, kind of what we did. They could have sort of thinned out the herd a little bit to spread out. And yeah. uh, hey, what? We have breaking news. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah this is this was breaking, breaking, breaking news. Breaking uh, news. It broke last night. But... It's not serious breaking news. If it's news to me. If it's news to me, it's breaking news. Yes. Right. Uh, Coach Jim DePatista from uh, Delco. Uh, you know, the uh, biggest loser yeah. came out to the uh, Cardboard Classic. Yeah. He won the whole damn thing. Oh, he won the whole damn, he won the whole damn yes! thing. The biggest loser. And, oh, that's awesome. And that happened last night. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. Uh, when we, we had, did it. When we, when we talked about him on the air... Uh, I had uh, I had uh, done something at my kid's school, and I had a few people who, who knew him personally that told me what an awesome person this guy was, right? And then we met him at the Cardboard Classic. Uh, what a nice guy he yeah. was. What yeah. a nice guy he was. And I'm really, really happy for him that uh, that he was able to make this this change. What and, do you get? What do yeah. you get for $100,000? Nice. $100,000. And then, you know, whatever else comes with being on The Biggest Loser, like, you know, maybe some endorsement deals and, sure. you know, product stuff and sure. stuff like that. But, like, you also, you get your life back. You know what I no, mean? No, and his, listen, he cared enough. He, he wanted to be around for his, his family and his, his coach, and he does all this stuff, which is great. You know, Casey, you talk about the Cardboard Classic. It seems like the Cardboard Classic was a decade ago. I know. I know. It was right. less than a month ago. Yeah, 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 This is cool, and they'll probably invite him back. I would imagine the, the winners come back from time to time. I would think so, or at least they go and check on him and something like that. So he'll be, be forever a part of that show. Well, when all this is passed, we'll get him in, and, uh, you know, that'll be very cool. That's very yes. nice. That's awesome. You get him on the on the blower anyway. That's a phone. Hey, yeah. I want to mention something real quick since we have a second here because we got to wait like two more minutes before I uh, give you uh, your word for the day for uh, the MMR rock refund. Uh, but um, I, yeah, I, I'd like to urge those who uh, who can or are willing to to get out and leave your confines um, to donate blood because I did that yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I went to the uh, Talmanson Mennonite Church, which is just like three miles from my house. Red Cross, I checked redcrossblood.org. Uh, well, actually, I was driving by and I saw and you the, saw it. I saw the the trucks and I stopped in and they were like, "Yeah, just go on the website. We're here tomorrow as well. Make an appointment." I made an appointment, and uh, you can also do this rapid pass where you fill out the information ahead of time. And if there is a wait, you don't have to sit down and do all That's the paperwork awesome. and answer the questions and stuff. Uh, so I did that, and they took me right in, and uh, I got it done. And uh, they were super duper nice. They were very very thorough about being clean and making sure that all the rules were being followed. Yeah. And uh, it was quick, man. I was in and out in less than an hour. Oh, it was, no kidding. Re- it was really fast. So I'm going to do likewise. I want to look for a, a similar situation. There's one close to me. Um, you know, I, I, and uh, Marissa, you said this. the link is up on PrestonandSteve.com. Yeah, if you just go to uh, redcrossblood.org, you literally, as soon as you go there, it asks for your zip code. Okay. You put your zip code in, and it tells you exactly yep. where there are... Um, Donations It'll tell you the, the closest ones to you. All right, excellent, yeah, it's, excellent. It's real easy. And we yeah. see a picture of you, Press. You're surrounded by uh, the uh, phlebotomists? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the, the, the term they use technically, but I know people who draw blood or blood of phlebotomists. I'm not sure what they call them at the Red Cross. Botanist. There's a girl on the right in this photo. Her name is Alexis, and she. Uh, I posted this. She goes, oh, my God, it looks like I'm flipping you off. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it picture does. her yeah, right yeah. hand. It was, it was just a fleeting moment. She was moving her fingers around, and it looks like she's flipping me off. <laughs> but they were all listeners of MMR. They were really excited that I stopped by there and... Uh, uh, they're thankful for everybody who can and donate. And I posted a picture on social media of that. And I got a lot of response from people who are like cancer patients and things along those lines. You know, I normally think of blood uh, being used in, in cases of, you know, somebody's been in a car accident and they're losing blood. It's used regularly all the time for all kinds of things that you may not know about. And right now... Uh, even though the blood drives are happening, people are hesitant to go out to these. They're following the rules, social distancing, and all that is taking place. It is very, very essential. Um, and a lot of the big blood drives were canceled because of the amounts of people. So now there are these smaller ones that are right. popping up at your schools and and your churches uh, that you can go and uh, and participate in. So I would just like to forward that notion. Uh, and if you have been looking to get out of the house but you can't think of anything essential you might need to do, that certainly is something. And obviously, uh, they're going to take massive precautions. So you could be very confident. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. They they, yeah. they they covered all the bases. You're good to go, and you don't have anything to worry about. So, uh, so if you get a chance, donate blood because that's going to be another residual effect of this. That's uh, really important. You know, we've heard about food and and uh, and blood is one of yep. those things in that in that list. So I just want to. Put that out there, and if you can help out, they'd be great. In the meantime... 93.3 WMMR. Now, your rock refund keyword. And that word is worth $500 for this hour. It happens seven more times today, by the way. Or no, six more times today. It's seven altogether. So the word I'm going to give you is chase. C-H-A-S-E. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do that. You can text it. To the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be automatically entered for the $10,000 grand prize, just enter the word chase at the MMR mobile app or at WMMR.com. C H A S E. One random entry wins $500 in this company wide contest, and that person will get a call from Beasley, so be sure to answer your phone if it rings in a little bit. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It's sponsored by A&T Subaru and Chevy in Sellersville. So if you miss it now, we got it at uh, 10, noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. So good luck to you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. When we return, the Tiger King. Yay! We're talking. 
stay with us. And it's uh, filled with spoilers, so just a heads up. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. When a reporter finishes a story, what questions did you wish they'd asked? What's one unexpected detail they didn't have time to explore? Why is it even happening? Get to the why behind issues that matter in your community. The Why from WHYY uncovers interesting parts of the story you haven't heard about yet. The impact of those stories on your life and your neighborhood. There's more to every story if you take the time to tell it. Subscribe to The Why wherever you get your podcasts. Don't settle for part of the story. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush All right, let's get right to it and uh, tell you who's facing who. Today, in this particular round from the Annabelle section of our our brackets, uh, this has never happened before. We have Stallone versus Stallone. (laughs) Stallone squared. It's Mini Balboa against Top Sylvester Stallone movies. Wow. This, you're going to have to, you got to pick a side. All right, so here's the first clip. Mini Balboa. You're my son and you're my blood. Put me on your handlebars and ride me home. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Preston, he's on a Shetland pony. (laughs) As he's running through the Italian market, they throw an apple at him and knocks him out. (laughs) Hey, you're right. Hey, check me an apple. All right, so that one is going to face off against uh, the top Sylvester Stallone movies. Here's a clip from that. You can't have the cure without the Z. I'm Robert Smith, and you're the cure. <laughs> the cure. You give me crap for wearing eyeliner in my hair. You say it looks weird. I'm telling you, this is beginning of something big. Oh, my God. Smeared lipstick. <laughs> I don't know. Look at this. It's Friday is the day I'm in love. Oh, Friday. That's a day for love. <laughs> Take it again. I can't take it. Thursday, I'm in love. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Friday. That's when people traditionally fall in love. Those two videos are facing off against each other. You can go to PrestonandSteve.com and you can vote. Right now, it's easy to do and you don't have to enter any information. You just go ahead and uh, vote. So please do that. There's four matchups today and we want to hear what you have to say. All right. We've been dying to talk about this show. By the way, this is a warning. There are going to be spoilers. If you've wanted to see Tiger King and have not seen it yet, we're going to be revealing information. It's not going to make it any less entertaining if you do hear what we have to say. But there are a lot of things in this documentary, a lot of of, um, bombs that are dropped, so to speak, in each episode where you just go... It just went up another level. What are you talking about? So I think the full spoiler approach, because listen, we have to talk about just to just just to compare notes with other people. Yeah. I think this is going to incite more people to watch it because you're going to say, you've got to be kidding me. By the way, and as Kathy as dressed as Carol Baskin this morning, uh, she's at her home, but you can't see it, but uh, she's posting uh, pictures on social media. Come Halloween, oh. if you have a group... Yeah. Of about 20 people, there's plenty to get out of just this show alone. 20 people could go out as a group costume. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the list of characters uh, from this documentary, and there there are so many of them. 
that have a personal distinctive style that you can easily dress a group yeah. of 20 people as the cast yep. of Tiger King. It's yes. unbelievable. Um, so if if you haven't seen it yet and you, and you want to plan for Halloween now, take a look, man. I saw, and I, I wish I would have um, at least screen captured this tweet because basically all they did in this tweet was um, in a very, very, very succinct way, they put everything that happened in the seven-episode uh, documentary in, in one very succinct 250-character oh, tweet. Funny. Yes, okay. sure. And well, it's ridiculous. Well, again, what it, what it is, and I saw someone else describe it, it's, it's um, as... It's nuclear it's nuclear white trash meets Shakespeare. Mm. It's it's a Shakespearean <laughs> yeah. drama with yeah. with characters and betrayal and love and and, and everything you'd, and, you'd, you'd and, associate with a classic Shakespearean work. Yeah, and, but carried out. And again, <laughs> so when we're talking, all, all the reins are off. Basically, if you don't understand what it's about, a documentarian. Uh, approach. There's this. We've talked about this many times. In fact, Nick has mentioned many times in the show. We bring it up. It's it's, it's a fun fact. There are more tigers uh, in the in the uh, in, captivity. Con- in captivity in the continental United States than there are uh, you know anywhere in else wild. in the world. Right yeah. in the wild. Yep. Yep. So and especially like in Texas and in Florida and and some other states. So a, a crazy amount. And there is a, sort of a seedy underworld to these roadside zoos. Yeah. But the characters that populate them are the cast of Tiger King. Yeah. Kathy? So before we get into all of it, I just want to tell you guys a quick story. My parents took me to one of these places when I was a baby. No There's kidding. A picture, my, and, and both of them searched for it for like the past couple of days because I told them we were going to talk about this. They also watched the show. But one of in, these exact places well, that was in the show? I, no, I'm okay. not sure if it was one of these exact places. It was in Tampa. And I know Carol Baskin's place is in Tampa. But yeah. um, that's where we were. We were in Tampa. And there's a picture of me uh, as a baby. I was probably one uh, with my mom and dad and a baby tiger. And uh, my dad said, yep, we, we went to a place similar to this where you could go. You had the experience. The tigers, the baby tigers were, were running around you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was and we searched for the damn picture and we couldn't find it. There, okay. there, been, they've been around for years. So years ago, we went to a place in Florida that was called Lion Country Safari. It was one of these where you stay in your car and they basically had all these acres of land and the tiger and the lions were out there. You know, the way you do any sort of drive through zoo. So that was the scenario. This is wholly other. All right. So, you know what? Feel free to call in yeah, with any of you want to talk about. So here's how I'd kind of like to, to get the discussion started, because we're going to operate under the assumption everybody listening has heard this. Not everybody has, but we're, we're going we're gonna to speak as if we've all seen this together. Um, who, who, do you, who do you like the most and who do you hate the most? I think we okay. all maybe agree on who we like the most, right? Uh, I well, ask, some of us do. Right, I'll tell you who I, I found who the most... The most sincere and um, the most – there are a couple, but uh, Kelsey, the girl who had her arm – so Her arm ripped off. She, yeah. she becomes a, an employee yep. of the GW – of Joe Exotic's zoo. <laughs> Five days into her job, she's doing something not quite right. The, a tiger rips the lower part of her left arm off. Yeah. 
just days later, mm-hmm. she's five back days. at work five yeah. days because she didn't want to make the zoo and Joe look bad. By the way, Joe went into the the the, yeah. uh, the gift shop and made sure he told everybody they could have their money back if they wanted <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. because yeah. and someone's so, arm had okay. just and, been ripped off. So, Wait, so, and his com- his comment of uh, "I'm never going to financially recover from this." Not that the girl had left. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, right. her arm ripped off. Yeah. So so going back to our favorite characters, we'll, we'll go around the room here. I think Casey and I agree on our favorite. Yes. Uh, Eric, the guy with the long red that's, hair. That's me too. I'm with yeah. you on that. Yep. He, he seemed to really love the animals. He does. He was kind of a he was a guy that that didn't have much going on in his life, and he found a home. He found somewhere. Answered yeah. an ad on Craigslist. Yeah, yep. and, and so he, he he he's he's really uh, he, there are a few people who are purely in it and actually give a rat's ass about the animals. Sadly. Most do not. Yeah. When yeah. he uh, when he had to go in and testify, and they interview him later on, he was hammered. Yes. You could tell that he, he passes just, out on his bed. Yeah, he had just had it. And yep. he's got like a stuffed tiger next to him on the, yeah. much, much like Kathy does. Nick, right how about you? <laughs> yeah, he's one of my favorites as well. I, I found him really um, genuine, and there were a lot of people who were disingenuous. Yeah. All right. And uh, the, do you want to go to the ones that I, because I, I don't want right, to talk about hate? the one that I hate. Right. Doc Antle. Uh, really? I was I can't most. Stand that guy. I, I I don't like him, but I was most fascinated yeah. by him. So Doc, Doc well, is, is. I'll tell you why. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. Well, because he seems to me like he's uh, Joe Exotic, but just more sophisticated in uh-huh. his scam. He, yeah. He's he, got he, more polish. He, yeah. yeah, he's got more polish. He's got more money. He has a, a bit of a higher end clientele, and, he's, and he and goes he's, out of. And Nick, he's running uh, a cult, so he has the he has he's he, the way he's not only a cult. He, he is just the, the worst of the womanizer types. He'll yeah. bring in the, these teenage girls and, and completely blindside them and get them to to subscribe to him as almost this deity-like character. Yes. And so I find him to be o- overall, of all the people on the show, the most reprehensible. Yeah. So in that, in that vein, Nick, if I may, may uh, tag on to what you're saying, uh, her name is Barbara Bella Fisher. She is one of the people. She's She got out of the cult. Of the of Doc's cult, he was one I of liked the girls. Her too. Yeah, so she's at yeah. her home talking about it, and she left when the requirement came up to have sex with him and get a boob job. Right. Yeah. So she said, "Maybe this isn't what I want to do." Well, then but who's your who, the who's your least favorite, Steve? My least favorite might be. There's so many that are least favorites. Um, as I'm going through the list here. Uh, Jeff Lowe. Yeah, me too. Jeff Lowe. I hate that guy. Is, is, so <laughs> oh, my he, God. Not only is he a dumbass scumbag, yep. he's a backstabbing scumbag. He sets in motion. Like the guy, um, uh, so Alan Glover, who is the guy that Joe Exotic um, s- sort of wants to hire as the, as the quote-unquote hitman. Um, yeah. He, he, so he's he's a, a useful idiot for Jeff Lowe, but Jeff Lowe is the the me the, the most um, the sinister the most sinister one. Now the biggest scumbag I believe is the guy who was the basis for Scarface, Mario. I don't know to Bory. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. He, he, they only a, touched on him just a little wait, who bit. Who was that? This, he's the guy who, outside of Miami. Who right? talks? Yeah, he did twelve years in prison for oh, uh, yeah. for drug dealing. He yeah, yeah. he drives oh, up like in, in, a, in a Bentley, <laughs> uh, and and he's also uh, he goes. Uh, you know, they say that I they, they apparently chopped up a federal agent with a circular saw. With but a he, circular saw. He said I wasn't holding the saw, yeah. but I was there. I was there. But yeah. So, but so he goes. So you know, I got they they got me for that. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That's insane. Uh, yeah, I, uh, the thing about Jeff Lowe, too, that I just can't stand, and there's not one single scene of him without a bandana and a hat on. <laughs> so, both of them, the bandana on the head, the hat on top of the bandana, and I'm like, dude, that is just... <laughs> 
There's just so much to hate. Oh, and, and there's add, so much to hate about this guy. Add on to that the fact that uh, he, this guy is... So at a, for a brief period, uh, and again, use this in, as enticement if you haven't seen the show and you're just listening. This guy is is smuggling cubs in luggage into Vegas. He had a scam yeah. running mm-hmm. where they had a cab service that they briefly tried to get up and running. Where out, where you're on your way to a casino or whatever, you can sit in the back of the cab and pet tiger cubs. Right. But he, they literally show them stuffing uh, tiger cubs in, and I mean... Like barely fitting into a suitcase and wheeling them into Horrible. the yeah. yeah wheeling them so, into so they could get them up to the hotel room yes and have parties exactly. in the hotel room with a bunch of ladies yeah Kathy who's your your who do you hate the most on that I, show I mean who I'm dressed as Carol Baskin I mean <laughs> when I first started to watch it I thought well she's just annoying but like she's not like the rest of them by the end of the documentary she's just like the rest of them probably worse because she most likely killed her husband and fed it to a lion and <laughs> fed and him you, to a lion you know what's telling about her is that that uh, the way she laughs because she laughs after the thing she says she has the crazy <laughs> laugh. Yeah, she's got the crazy laugh and the story of her and her first husband. Oh my god! How they met and they, yeah. It's, it's, long story short, she ends up holding a gun on him while they're driving around town. It's that bizarre. So the way we tell the story, I, I the first husband so she, is wealthy, right? You're gonna tell it? No, go ahead. Okay, yeah. so he, he, she is walking down the street. She had a fight with her ex-husband or yes. her, her, her fiancé or husband at the time. He sees her, picks her up, or he says, why don't you get in the truck? I'll take you where you need to go. And she's like, no, I'm not going to get in the truck with you. He goes, well, I have a gun in here. You can hold it on me, and that way you'll know it's safe. And she holds a gun on him okay. the whole time that they're driving around. And then spends and the night with him. that's how their relationship started out. Mm-hmm. Just insane. And then... That whole storyline of how he's this womanizer and freely um, open about it, and then he goes missing. And it's just, so you hate him the most, or hate her the most. They also brought up a point, and I didn't know this, that apparently, and this is a fact because I looked it up, there's enough acid in a tiger's stomach to dissolve yeah, bone. Yeah, the bones, yeah. 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 They did and so, something like that. Subsequent to this, Preston, I don't know if you saw this, it was just in the news the other day, uh, they are the authorities are looking into reopening the uh, missing persons case of Don Lewis. Yeah, yeah because, the sheriff is. Yeah, I mean the night he went missing, and by the way, she also uh, has released a statement about all of this and his disappearance, and basically smeared his whole character and all that's Oh, he was he had Alzheimer's. He was crazy. Blah blah blah. But he went missing. They found his van at an airfield, and it just so happened that she left at 3 o'clock in the morning to go get tiger food. Well, right. and there, broke there's, down. there's a multitude of things. And that, broke down, that broke Kathy, down. Yeah, and yeah. broke it down. <laughs> there, and also leading up to it, he's telling everyone she's crazy. Yeah. She's crazy. She, now, she's not, one of, go ahead, Nick. I was just going to say, Carol and Joe Exotic both have that, <clears throat> when, you, when you go through the series, I think they both started off with good intentions. And, and her it, whole mission initially uh, was to you know to free these cats to get them out of captivity and and to start this uh, campaign to do so and then she ended up just with a different version of a zoo. Preston, if you could go go to line um, five, Matt, he's got an observation that I think is is true in a little uh, on a level. Matt, you're on the air. Good morning. Oh, sorry. Let me try that again. Hey, Matt. Now we can hear you, bud. Hey, Nanapuya. How you guys? Nanapuya. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> So uh, me and my buddies were talking about this, as pretty much everybody is, and uh, my one friend has a good point. The guy with no legs who lost him in a ziplining accident. Was John John Reinke is his name, I think. Yeah. I think so. He's right. the most normal person in the show. 
and he has no legs. Like, that's just... So here's a guy who overcomes. He says he wasn't going to be able to walk. He's got basically from the knees down. He's got artificial legs. Now, Preston, maybe you can explain this to me. He says it was a zip lining accident, but in the footage that they show, it looks like it's a bungee. Yeah, I I don't know. No, it was it was, it was zip lining. Oh, was zip yeah, lining. it was definitely zip lining, and um and he fell, and I guess he landed on his feet, and and it just completely well shattered, shattered everything. Well, it was he, he could walk after that. He said, but he kept walking. He he wasn't supposed to be walking, mm-hmm. and he ended up ruining his legs because of yeah. it. And they had to uh, they had to amputate. But he, he also, I, I I would agree with uh, Matt on that. That he he his heart seems to be in the right place. Yeah, agreed. Uh, <laughs> Can we get into a little bit about Joe Exotic and his husbands who really weren't gay? Yes. Okay. So, and and listen. And this redefined. This conversation we're having as if everybody's seen the show. If you haven't, then this is going to be a tad bit confusing for you. But yeah, he was, uh, Joe was, uh, he married two guys. He's, Joe is gay. Um, And as the story progresses, we find out (laughs) that the guy's, are really they're they're either trying they're being with him because he is an enabler and is allowed to supply them with money that can get them uh, meth or drugs or whatever drugs they may do pot and meth and exactly. so forth exactly and that maybe they and and listen some addicts will do well, they'll do that yeah, yeah. they, they do will they, they can. will do whatever they can it's and, not an old story but so the the, the boyfriends then beca- uh, slash husbands would be John Finley who's the guy who is famous for having like three teeth in his head when the when the series was on uh, was it uh, what's the the other one, the, Travis. Was it Travis, yeah. so incredibly I liked tragic. Him too. And then Dylan, who's the guy who was the last boyfriend. Did they marry? Yes. Uh, yeah. They like, did he marry. married two months. Two months after. after. Died. after yeah. So no. let's talk about. After let's Travis. talk about if you're talking about one of the oh my god moments of yeah. any series you will ever see. Yes. There's a scene where uh, the guy is um, who is the the campaign manager. I forgot his name. Okay, oh, yeah. I, I have it here. I, I always... Joshua Dial. Right. So Joshua Dial is sitting in the office. So at at a brief point, you guys know who have watched the show. Joe Exotic decides to run for first president, and then <clears throat> Tams it down to governor. Right. He hires a guy who says, "What the hell? This is interesting. I'll, I'll try to you know, go along with this." And so uh, one of uh, Joe's husband slash boyfriends comes in and he's been walking around playing with guns travis likes to point guns at people by the way right and wake people up holding guns on them Mm -hmm. so in fact uh, he'd done it multiple times he goes into this office and you're seeing a security camera in the office this is real footage the guy's sitting there talking to travis who you can't see right and he's holding a gun and playing with the gun and then you see a flash yep and he blows his he blows his brains out right in front of him and, and and this is on this is footage right there. And you you see Josh, this guy sitting there frozen with his uh-huh. mouth open, so much so. And Casey and I were saying, I'm sure everybody did. You thought maybe your TV screen froze because it was so. It's an extended amount of time. He's sitting there with his mouth open, but there's a time uh, a, a counter in the corner you can see that's moving. So it's it's live video of him just sitting there trying to process what he just saw. This guy accidentally kill himself in front of him right and he oh, gets up and he and and kathy if you remember he goes over and says i he was known to be a practical joker yeah, yeah. uh oh, wait you what you think it was an accident i do think it was an accident oh, yeah so i thought he killed himself no. well so you he had also talked about how he wanted to kill himself but he did. what he was saying was that he pointed the gun at the campaign manager and, and the campaign manager's like don't do that and then travis says you can't Fire the because it's a Ruger and Rugers won't fire if 
something. I, no, I don't. He said there's no clip, meaning a magazine in it, yeah, right. or something along those lines. But there are there are multiple shots in this show where people are just going around popping off rounds. In fact, there's one Dude. where Joe is pointing the, the 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 gun right at the camera. And he does it like a few times. Yeah. And then he moves a gun to the side and starts shooting. And I'm like, that thing was loaded? Yeah. And you're pointing it at a cameraman? You're insane. Not only that, he's playing with a couple of his female employees. Yes. And he's shooting at their feet. Yeah, like, dance, like And they're laughing. And, they're I, la- and they were laughing. You're right, oh. Kathy. I'm like, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before somebody dies if you're oh doing that. God. Without questions. Somebody's going to get shot and killed, and that's exactly what happened. Do you want to play a quick wow. audio clip of Joe to kind of put in context the kind of guy we're talking about? Yeah, which one? I, I've got a uh, clip there. There, So a tornado's coming. So uh, Joe decides the thing to do is to hop on his ATV and ride out to look at the tornado. All right. All right. Uh, hang on. Man, there, wow, we have a lot of clips. Yeah, I thought we only had three. There's a lot of clips. Uh, here we, <laughs> damn it. Here we go. <laughs> it's just the thing you don't want when you have tigers, folks. It's a real-life tornado, and there ain't nothing you can do besides protect yourself. Oh. Uh, there nothing you can do. Uh, which, by the way, for those who haven't seen this and you're like, I can't watch these rednecks just because it's not my thing. Yeah, yeah. It's beyond that. You can watch <laughs> you can. this. It's it's unbelievable. And I, I think, and we have to address this because we only have a limited amount of time we're going to talk about this. The best scene in the entire thing is the fat dude riding the jet <laughs> the ski. Jet ski. James. James Garrison. It was uh, my wife and her sitting and watching this, and all of a sudden they show it, and I'm laughing my ass and off. So James Garrison's also one of the biggest pricks in the whole thing because yes. he's the one who's manipulate contacts the FBI, yeah. and manipulates the whole thing. And by the way, and guys, this is what I just realized this morning. Do you know what song was playing when they cut to him for the first time on the Wave Runner? Is it Eye of the Tiger? It's Eye of the Tiger. (laughs) It's hilarious. He's bouncing along. His jowls are jiggling. Oh, my God. His hair, like, blowing in the wind. By the way, they all have awesome haircuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and it it serves no purpose in the entire documentary. They just said it was probably his idea. And, you know, you got to get shots of me riding on the jet ski. And then they were like, how can we not put this in this documentary? It's so priceless. How about that guy, Alan Glover, the the guy that was supposedly going to be the hitman for Carol Baskin uh, at the end of the whole series doing an interview in the bath. Yeah, he's sitting there in his bath and he's talking about, I wasn't That's long right. A bubble bath. Right. In, in some trailer. What? It, it, I, okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll shoot you in the bathtub. Sure, why not? Sure. To Nick's point uh, about about <laughs> about Doc, about uh, the... Uh, Doc, Doc Antle. Antle. Right, Doc yeah. Antle. So Doc Antle is always orchestrating shots. I'm going to get on the couch here, and you yeah. get the uh, and so he's always aware of, of his of uh, of his image. <laughs> he becomes the director a few times. Yeah. What do you guys? I mean, overall, what parts of Joe Exotic did you find most endearing? Because he, he's he's a complicated character, which is, I think is part no. of the reason why the show is so appealing. Is that it's, he's not black and white. You're right. There were there were moments of of um, I, I guess uh, uh, bizarrely a little bit of sympathy I had for the guy. But then again, I would I would remind myself of the videos that he's putting together, shooting mannequins and pretending like it was Carol Baskin, lover or hater. That's a pretty damn you know terrible message to be sending. Uh, but but that was like jaw dropping. I was like, yeah, what? is he really doing that? I, how could you not be moved uh, when uh, during uh, uh, the, uh, the the boyfriend's uh, oh my Travis's, god funeral. 
funeral when um, in Jeez, front oh of the God. family, the mom, oh the mom, he talks about, now, Travis was the kind of fella who would take his balls out and rub them in your face. I swear to God. At the at the That's services. The service. He's saying this. He always pulling his balls out. And and he was saying it in a heartfelt way. And he yeah. was, he's like, those of you who work around here, you've seen his nuts before. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Save, oh, that, save and, that for a different time. And mom was sitting right down front. And she just can't effing believe it. Though mom. mom listen, Although mom. Yeah. Mom, yeah. Yeah, mom, I think too. he was supplying mom's habits too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of calls coming in. Let me let me just go to uh, a couple of here. I'm going to go to Dale. Hi, Dale. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up, Dale? Uh, my favorite part of the whole thing was the Walmart pizza. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! god. Right? Oh my god! It's so <laughs> gross. These people were getting trash cans of expired meat and then putting it on pizza and eating it. And serving oh, it. Serving it. it so they, they had they set up a pizza thing oh, right right next to on the on the, the grounds, right next to an open cage of, of feces ridden tigers. Oh and and they so literally meat that had expired that was being thrown out from Walmart was going to, going over there with ostensibly to be fed to the tigers, yes. but was ending up on the pizza. And, and, not and only the that, workers, and were... the workers. That's what, yeah, Kathy. Yeah. That's what they would subside on was that that expired meat. And you know what? And that's one thing they just kind of glanced over a little bit were the conditions that these people were living yeah. in. Because the the majority of the of the documentary shows, you know, the zoo and and what you're seeing and and those those enclosures and things looked like they were sturdy and they were yeah. they were well constructed and everything. And then at one point they just go into where the the staff is living. Roaches, rats, rats, it's disgusting. Yeah. Well, like a hundred bucks a week, I think was like one of the higher salaries yeah. there. Yeah. I guess they, they you know, they, they got free room and board. They lived there yeah. and, and got to eat off eat the, the discarded <laughs> meat from Walmart. Yeah, the expired meat from Walmart. That's when I started to like that guy Eric though, when he was like, Yeah, like we gotta eat, so I we know. gotta pick through it first. I know. Oh Dale, what were you gonna say? But they were working like sixteen hour days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, you're only getting a hundred bucks and that's yeah. that's but them standing there at that trash can saying, oh, look, there's a T-bone. <laughs> I haven't in a while, you know? <laughs> Honestly, you're exactly Thanks, Dale. right, Dale. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we, we had already touched on this just a little bit. Uh, when when the worker had her arm ripped off by the tiger, yeah. and obviously Joe goes in, he goes, I'm never going to financially be able to recover from this. The part that, that threw me for the biggest loop was when he went into where the patrons were and he's saying that you, yeah, you can get your money back if you want. But he says to them, uh, "One of our workers had his arm, uh, had their arm ripped off by a tiger." So I'm like, "There's a better way." We've had it. We've had a security incident here yes. today, and so folks, we'd love you to come back. Hey, one of our trainers just had literally their arm ripped off by one of our attractions. Oh. So everyone's going to get a free condom. Uh-huh. By the way, they do refer to her as a female in uh, in the documentary series, but um, afterwards she said she is you know refers to herself as a he. She's okay. identified. Okay. Okay. Know that. Nick, right. what are you going to say? She, yeah, she's transgender, right, Kath? Uh, I, I, I guess I don't. Okay. I, I don't know. I just know that she said uh, that. Well, she, goes she identifies by as male. I identifies I got you. as okay. male. Okay. So I brought him up yesterday in case I know how you feel about him. But I, there was something about that Rick Kirkham guy, the producer that I liked, the guy with the cowboy hat. And I think maybe it was just because he didn't um, 
he didn't present anything that that he was talking about with any levels of BS. He just was straightforward. He's like, this is what I do. I'm a reality show producer. And I believe he's part of the reason why all of this footage exists because it's five years worth of footage. No, his but footage no, his is all burned. gone. It all burned down, Nick. So where did the... He how, was, not all of it, I don't think. I think... Um, well, every everything they filmed for that reality show... Uh, that he was going to be producing is it's gone. They it burned down. Which, by the way, I think Joe did that. Of course he did. I think. Oh, Joe of course he did. Yeah, yo, yeah. that was to get rid of as much evidence as he yeah. could have. So, so for, if you're not familiar, Joe Arson. is currently in jail right now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but but Sorry, so 22 years. So Nick Kirk Kirkham's um, story was he was one of these old time newspapers, uh, TV current affair. Yep. Uh, he worked on the show with uh, with Bill O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know the uh, F it will do it live era. That yeah. he was one of the reporters who would go out and do stuff. And he was so, and he, he was knew like he little... had gold. Oh he, yeah, he, like everything that he was filming, he was like, "This is going. This is much better than I ever thought it was going to be." Well, that's what he said. He's like, "This was going to be my retirement. This the yeah, show yeah, yeah. when we sold this, it was going to be. It was going to yeah. be huge." Uh, I think the whole documentary is telling because he's the first one that that they actually interview, that they show. And it's like it's, it's right funny. out of film noir. He goes, where should I start? Yeah. I guess the beginning. And then he lights a cigarette, <laughs> takes a big drag, exhales. He's like, it's a messed up story. <laughs> and he, <laughs> It's awesome. Boom, man. So he lives in Norway now. He, what? He, he oh, left no the country. Kidding. Yeah, he lives in Norway now. Uh, and, and he sets it off. But... Uh, yeah, that is an interesting aspect, going back to the earlier point. Uh, because there are levels, except for a few of the scumbags like Jeff Lowe, there's literally nothing. There's no moment in which you go, I can kind of see this guy's point. No. <laughs> but what it does no. is a good documentary, Steve, though. In the beginning, in the first few episodes, is you kind of, uh, you know, at first you're like, oh, this Joe dude is, is uh, d- d- this guy's a scumbag. And then they start to show Carol's story and we'll go, well, wait a minute here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by the letter of the law, he's not doing anything illegal. But so, and then and you so, almost so take you, his side. For so a you start bit. going back and forth yeah. between who you believe, who you like, who you dislike, and that's a well done documentary. Well, my inclination, like with Carol, is to go, okay, she's now interceding on behalf of the animals. But right. then you look at her facility, she's <laughs> not paying her staff. She's she's yeah. using all sorts of slimy tricks to get the people to work for under the auspices of I'm doing the right thing for animals. Yeah. And of course, we firmly believe she fed her dead husband to a tiger. Yeah, Marissa? Oh there was just that one episode. It rolled in as the beginning of one. And they were like, oh, Carol's this, you know, human rights or this animal rights activist. And then they show the tape of her. Oh, I want to start my own animal kingdom. This right? is, you should invest. And they had that videotape. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. this just, it rolls so well. Yeah, it's possible. Except maybe for her, maybe I—I I don't know. I think some of these people may have started off with good intentions, and then they started. I, I, yeah, they, they got into the world of money and the showmanship behind it too. Because you look, they're all doing magic shows and stuff. Yeah. Even Doc Antle, this, these illusions and magic. You know, some kind of a really, really cheap. You know, a Siegfried and Roy thing. So ultimately, too, and, and again, if you're worried, if you're an animal, listen, there's stuff there that's going to be troubling to watch. But 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 that's the the focus. The real zoo, the real animals are the people in, in this thing because oh, yeah. that collection yeah. is, you know. Case. Uh, hey, um, uh, Connor, can you pull that one graphic up, the Saturday Night Live graphic, and, and just have Preston read it because this this was the 
basically the summation of the seven-part series, basically in in one sentence. All right, while he's pulling that up, Kathy, you wanted to say something? No, I was just going to say, like, in the beginning, I thought that Joe Exotic did have good intentions and, you know, that that he wasn't so bad. Yeah, he was, you know, a little trashy, but uh, in the beginning, it was about the animals, and then clearly by the end, it had nothing to do with the animals. So here's here's this meme. It says, Tiger King has everything. Tigers, lions, murder, a gay redneck thrope. A one-armed lesbian, alligator arson. I forgot about the alligators. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot about the alligators. Mullets, pizza made from expired Walmart meat, a zoo-based sex cult, a crazy cat lady, and country songs about tigers and gay love. Yeah. It's just, it's so much. <laughs> By the Did way, you guys read video. that the alligators are, are, are Michael Jackson's? No. What? Yeah, Michael Jackson apparently owned some of the alligators that were uh, there. At one of point. course. Yeah. So one of the elements in the thing is, the, the, you know, impressed you brought up the story about the tigers getting, you know, the animals getting loose, you know, that they yeah. had. And then I remember that story when it occurred. There was, a, there was an, an owner of a zoo who kind of went crazy and he released all the animals into this town. And that, that was just a, a footnote in this story. In yeah, this documentary. A, a, hor- a horrible outcome. That's that's why these things are, 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 are horrific. But. Yeah. Again, that's just one small part. So Jeff Lowe has a wife or girlfriend. She's pregnant at the end of the series. And so um, I looked some of them up yesterday just to kind of see where they are now. And uh, there was a a tweet or something on Instagram that said, uh, well, it's good to know that Jeff got his hot nanny. If you remember, he mentions hiring a hot nanny. So you have to see this picture. (sighs) It's him and his wife and this like amazingly hot woman in the middle of them and this was just he he sent it out tweeted it out just a few days ago like three days ago yeah so they they have this open relationship thing or they they like to share uh partners and and uh so yeah as she's pregnant in her pregnancy they're literally flipping through a book of people that are hot that could be the nanny that could also be part of their little sex group Oh, my God. They're doing these women a favor. What woman could keep their hands off of Jeff Lowe? He's well, and he, he makes sure to uh, emphasize the fact that she needs to hit the gym when she's uh, after yeah. she has oh the baby. Oh, my God, yes. God, and she right. just laughs at him. She's like, huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me go to our buddy Craig Legans has some observations. Hey, Craig, how you doing, man? Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Hey. <laughs> it's Carol. What's up, dude? Uh, so many things. You, you talked about, uh, you know, nobody wants to see white rednecks. I'm black. That's all I want to see is white rednecks. <laughs> yeah. This was The Lion King if it was produced by the Jerry Springer show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that was the one thing that I realized today was that the show was called Tiger King. And it's a, it's a take on, on, on Lion, Lion King. King. Okay. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the show, Casey. Um, <laughs> the, the, thing, the, the two things that got to me the most was uh, this guy got two straight men to marry him. I can't get him a lesbian to return my text. So that was amazing. And the, the when I knew the show got to me where it was so many outrageous things that I didn't even blink, when legless John Ranky pulled up to the courthouse in a tricked-out monster mobile with a skeleton right. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And it was it, what it was, it's one of those – one of those rear like wheels. rear wheels, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even blink. It's like, okay, this is it. And no, no explanation at all. And it's like, uh, I had a, a huge crush on federal prosecutor Amanda Green. She was like the one woman on the entire uh, show that uh, actually had a head on her shoulders, and she was, you know, in, in, intelligent. But yeah. you had all these cartoon characters. You had Mugatu. You had Chucky. Well, they were go- they were going at- when they were going after Joe Exotic for the for the and they everyone had to say that it was the flimsiest of 
of charges. So he was, you know, attempting or there was there had been inquiries into a murder um, for hire and uh, on 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 Carol. But they said they 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 then added on all the animal abuse charges. And that's what got him in into jail. Yeah. And the thing that that and what this whole thing really the takeaway for me with the whole thing, they're all reprehensible because the the big loser and Safi said it best. There are no winners. The, yeah. the tigers oh, yeah. are all in captivity. Yep. So that's like the real like cause of this. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> that's that's all I wanted to say. Uh, right. Carol did it, and I love you guys. <laughs> Carol did it. <laughs> By the way, so the, the guy Alan, the handyman who was supposedly hired, he had that vacant. Meth stare. That, or just that, that missing a soul look yes. about yeah. him. <laughs> the kind of guy. That he, he, he would be talking to you and then one minute, the next second, grab your throat and choke you to death. Yeah. Right hey, there. would you kill somebody for yeah. me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And $5, he $5, Joe. He did. Hated, hated him. Hated yeah. All right. Hang on a second. We have somebody who actually met Joe in 2014. I have Dana on the line. Hi, Dana. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Dana. So did you go to that zoo? Yes, my husband and I went on a honeymoon road trip back in 2014, and uh, that was one of our stops. It actually was the stop that started our whole plan for our trip. So, yes, we were there. Why why did you choose that to to go to? You know, we were looking for just some weird attractions to go to. And at the time that I found them, they were doing – a fundraiser for building more structures for their tigers. I'm like, oh, check out this place. So, um, so yeah, we we paid like $200 in order to get a free stay at their place, um, which we, when we got there, we didn't realize it was good. So um, they had these little campers that we were allowed to stay in oh, God. that oh, were God. a little run down. They probably were the campers you saw in the documentary. We oh. were in them. Um, <laughs> All right. Oh, so gosh. what was what was yeah. Joe like? Did you meet him? Uh, yes, we did see him there. He was doing some maintenance at the time, and he is exactly the way he's depicted on the docuseries. He's a mullet and everything. is pretty weird. Did you get pictures? I do not have pictures, unfortunately. Okay. So, um, but I did see him. So. And the gift shop, everything you saw in the gift shop was there. Um, the underwear the music oh, video right the underwear. underwear i forgot about that oh my god yeah. did you get any underwear <laughs> no. <laughs> no so you underwear. didn't get anything from the gift shop uh we didn't get anything at the gift shop no okay. uh, but it was it was um yeah so all the things that you saw in the gift shop they were there too and they had his music videos on loop and the TVs in there too. Of course, yeah. And it's so funny because we talked about it the other day that that's not him singing on it, and I don't know why I didn't make that connection because he talks like this when he's talking. <laughs> and then, and then the vocals are I saw a tiger, this big beautiful country yes. singing voice coming out of a guy who talks like this. I don't know why. This is this is from the. It was yeah. a completely different group. We talked about it the other day, but it's just. But you buy it. Right. You buy it. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. That's funny. Dana, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, Press, you're going to love this. There, So there's a, a, a small connection to Joe Exotic uh, that, that you and I might have. So it's on oh. morethanthecurve.com this morning. Before uh, Joe became Joe Exotic and opened up his zoo in Oklahoma, he came to uh, Conshohocken Elementary. No. Uh, when our friend and former boxer Henry yeah. uh, Rasich was was in elementary school, so Henry says, 
Uh, he went on to become a boxer and stated that exotics, fearlessness, working with tigers and lions was something that he channeled every time he got in the ring. Everything I did in the ring was a direct result of what I witnessed uh, when I witnessed Joe Exotic doing in the gym that day. During each bout, I had flashes of Joe Exotic and the way he moved with the tigers and how they bowed to his masculinity. God. How they yeah. bowed oh. to his masculinity. Oh. Uh, wow. You know, on, you see on Twitter occasionally, this didn't age well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Let's let us all not forget the, that uh, Joe Exotic also has a Prince Albert. And that, oh, that's right. Casey. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't wear underwear. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And talk about a collection of some of the worst tattoos I've ever seen in my life. Somebody, Joe, somebody texted and said, what's with the bullet holes? The bullet holes on Joe Exotic <laughs> <laughs> with blood coming out of them all over his chest. <sighs> You know, I, I, I'm oh interested in, in, in call five, Preston. Guys. Okay, I, I, yeah. He, yeah. Let me go to Lindsay. Hi, uh, Lindsay. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hi. Um, so my thing was is I actually saw uh, the a character change with Joe Exotic. It was right at the end. It was in the last episode when he had to get rid of some of his animals. It was actually the chimpanzees. They, he said that they were separated for 10 years, and then they went to this, I guess, another sanctuary. I don't know yeah. if it was a natural sanctuary, mm-hmm. but they were put into the same cage, and they were hugging each other. And he, you could see in his eyes that he was like, did I separate them? Yeah. Was it my fault? Like, he, he contemplates like, whether he had been doing the wrong thing this whole time. Right. Now, whether that's legit or not. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I There's mean? There's always a show at some level going on, but you look for flashes of something. And I, I do believe in the context of the uh, complete insanity that is Joe Exotic, you do see moments where you go, eh. I mean, I, I think he was he was one, he was always looking for love with all the toothless places. Yeah. And, uh, man, okay. it was. You weren't gay. He would whip out them nuts and rub them in oh. your face. <laughs> oh, I hope dear that- God. I hope that shirt is some comfort to his bereaved mother. Thank you, Lindsay. Steve, Steve, you brought up uh, Joshua Dial, who was the the campaign manager, and and Josh made the point at the end of the show, too, where he's just like, you know, all this time and money and effort and everything that went into the showmanship and into the zoos, none of it really went into tiger conservation. None of it really went into protecting the species. And there was all, really, I mean, if you're looking at it from the cat's perspective, it was all wasted effort and certainly wasted time and money. And, And by the way, I meant to bring this up earlier. Some of the cats that they had there, maybe they were ligers. They were the biggest cats I've ever seen in my life. Ligers like, are, are ligers are huge, and so they had and they and despite Doc said he had ligers, and they were they they're they're beautiful. The tigers they're beautiful animals. Uh, the mistreatment is something that's horrendous, and hopefully this will shine a light on a lot Dude. of that. Do you remember the scene with Jeff Lowe? He's in there with his wife, and they're with a lion. I yeah, mean, yeah. a gigantic lion, and he's roughhousing with him. Oh yeah! And all of a sudden, he goes, "Get out of here! Leave! Get out!" And he's, yeah. he's pushing the lion's head down, yeah, yeah, because he could see there was a, a little, you know. Uh, listen, those people they, they've been around them enough that they know when they're about to get really aggressive, <laughs> and so he tells her to get out. She cut, shuts the cage, and then somebody with a with a high powered hose, you know, gets blasted at the cat to get it away. And then he comes out. And he's like, "I'm all right," and he's got blood just gushing, running down his arm. Well, there's a scene in it, you, you know, where where Joe is shooting a political commercial. And he's in the tiger enclosure, and he claims uh, in one of the clips that uh, uh, they uh, somebody unbeknownst to him sprayed cologne on his boots, yeah. and that attracts the uh, one of the tigers that actually grabs him by the foot yeah. and starts and he starts shooting in the air to scare it. 
Uh, I was insane. actually kind of like, because he could have shot the tiger. He did. Was, well, <laughs> he shot five or six later on. I, I know, yeah. but at that moment, I was like, oh, he didn't actually shoot the tiger. So. <laughs> and what about when Carol said the only way to get a tiger to eat something is to cover it in sardine oil? Well, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, she was. That's probably what she did to her uh, husband. Yeah, that's what uh, that's some what people I, are wondering. Yeah. Wait, and are we led to believe that really nobody was killed by a tiger, or did they just not cover that part of it? I would have been that would have been pretty hard to to cover a story. That's like that, when you, I mean, listen, you can eat as many limbs as you want. I think that's the law. In, in <laughs> you can you can have your your staff have as many appendages ripped off as you want, oh. but when they get killed, that's what the law has. I to I thought say. of another character, uh, and I wrote his name down because I kept forgetting who who he was. He was another zoo owner. His name was Tim Stark. Oh, He's the guy right. that always had the monkey hanging on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That dude was messed up too, man. He was Ohio, right? Yes, yeah. and okay. and he he came in late as far as being a, a partner with with Jeff Lowe, and uh, you know uh, did he call himself an a hole at one point? He's a complete a hole, and then he turn he turns against Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh but God. he owns the fact that he's an a hole. Like he's he, he's a self admitted a hole. But he, he was saying no stuff delusions. like to to Jeff about Joe. He's like, I told him to kill him. I told him to, <laughs> to put him six feet under. I mean, they're, yeah, you they're, treat me like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on, and then we're gonna have to. We got Joe Buck in three minutes. Uh, are we gonna be able to break yeah, and come yeah, back we'll, with him? We can break and come back. All right, let me go to uh, Mario. Hey, Mario. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? All right, Mario. You used to work for a tiger refuge. I did. Yeah, uh, I was an intern at Turpentine Creek Wildlife Refuge in Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, I've called you guys a bunch of times, actually. Um, but, yeah, the thing that made me upset was that lawyer with the gigantic bags under his eyes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. The he guy was, on the jet ski. Joe's right? lawyer. Yeah. No, not that guy. He's not the oh. lawyer. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I got Yeah, him. what about him? So he was basically saying that, oh, well, Carol killed her husband. You'd find bones. Well, no, you wouldn't. Uh, if you've never been around a tiger and never fed it anything, you won't find nothing if it's hungry. Okay, so and is it, there's truth. I, I, I checked on it. That the, the acidic composition of a, uh, of a tiger's stomach yeah. can completely pulverize and, and yeah. burn down bone, correct? Plus, yeah, so I'll give you an example. We had a liger when I was at the refuge in Arkansas, and uh, his name was uh, Brady. And basically, we fed him 20 pounds of chicken breast, that we had donated from Walmart, and we also fed him, uh, I would probably say, a 100-pound deer carcass that somebody had just hit on the road and brought to us. Um, and, and well, that was, that was a way that we cut down costs just like Joe did, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, so we would throw that, uh, the deer carcass and the chicken in its cage, and he would eat it. Uh, I came out the next morning to look for any kind of remnants. I found a piece of jawbone from the deer that was maybe three feet, Three inches long with three teeth in it, and that was it. There was nothing else. He consumed else left. every bit Everything. of that animal. Yeah, wow. And it's not like we starved him at all. That was his regular feeding, and he ate that much every day. So, wow. so, so, Mario, I mean, obviously, the, 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 we've known, and, and this is the, what the, the documentary does, docuseries does convey. It, there's a lot of incredibly shady stuff going on, and a lot of incredibly uh, sad stories revolving these animals. It, 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 when did you eventually leave there? Uh, I actually, uh, I left in 2006 when my internship was over. However, I moved down there about a year or so after that um, just to basically, you know, spread my own roots, so to speak. But I lived out there for seven years and then came back and I was in touch with the refuge the whole time I was out there. Uh, That that place is, is way different than Joe Exotics. 
they are a hands-off facility. They do not go in any cages. They they don't like like you to even like get close to the fence for them to wrap, uh, reach out and grab you. But um, yeah, there's proper safety protocols that are put in. Not every not everybody is like Joe Exotic. However, there are a lot of there's a lot of crazy cat people out there. Oh, yeah, that's you know, for sure. At, at the beginning, Mario, <laughs> I forgot who was saying this. He goes, you know, the monkey people are kind of weird. <laughs> they're, they're, they're strange, you know, in a weird way. And then I thought that the, the way it was going to go, but the big cat people take it seriously. But he goes, the big cat people will kill each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they yeah. will they will murder each other, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. It, yeah, it's just, it's just like the same thing that I believe it was Marissa that said with Carol, how she's like, oh, well, conservation hands off blah 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 and then cut to the video she made years ago about how she wants to start her own wildlife utopia or whatever right and right so it's like as soon as they have their idea of what they want to do and then as soon as somebody or anybody says you shouldn't be doing that then it's all of a sudden if that person that tells them they shouldn't be doing that has enough backing then all of a sudden they flip the script and change their opinion. You know what I mean? Because all of a sudden it's becoming uh, politically incorrect yeah. or politically incorrect yeah. to free tigers or whatever. And second of all, I just want to say, the hitman that was living in the trailer, <laughs> Kathy, the bath situation at the end, who, who left their mirror get that dirty? I'm with you. I seen with my wife and I said, oh my God. Look at how dirty that mirror is. Not to mention, he's in the bath with his shorts on. Uh, <laughs> it was so weird. All right, Mario, thanks, man. We appreciate it, bud. Hey, anytime. You got to take it easy. I apologize to anybody we haven't had a chance to get to. Kyle's been on hold for a half hour, man. I'm sorry, but he wanted to point out that the Big Cat Rescue is just a name they're not really rescuing. No, not at and all. Everybody's volunteer there. I love this. Mike said his favorite part was when Joe changed... When the arm gets ripped off from yeah. the one gal, Joe changed into yeah. an EMT jacket. Yeah. No. jacket. I didn't yes. notice that. Yes. Yes. Oh my I God. saw it too, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. Does yeah. he just wear that around? <laughs> you got to put it on when any of your employees' arms get ripped off. And and Zach po- pointed out it's crazy, and I thought the same thing, how you can get a tiger for $2,000. <laughs> You yeah. can you, it, for some breeds of dogs it will cost you thousands that, of dollars, and you're getting a, a tiger. That's and, why uh, the, the industry is yeah. is definitely uh, horrific. This show is outrageous, and and I do believe because Carol is now saying that uh, she's speaking out against the filmmakers that they had originally approached her with the idea of doing what they called the Blackfish. You know, Blackfish was about SeaWorld, and it was a um, uh, an expose into the treatment. How they were doing a documentary on the expose of these big cat refugees. I believe it started off with that intention. Oh, yes. And I then, do as well. And then they met the people. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, my God, this is so different than what we thought it was going to be. And they just ran with what they were finding. That's yeah. my guess. So don't, uh, d- listen, don't resist. Wow. I, uh, we have Joe Buck uh, coming up, and uh, apparently Casey's been uh, communicating yeah. with Joe, and he's been watching. Oh, well, we, so we, we can chat a little bit. All more. right. We will be more. chatting about the series more, obviously, because there's different things that are coming up about the postscript to these people. <laughs> And what's been going on. So if you missed out on your chance to uh, to talk with us now on this, you'll get another chance. And somebody just texted and said, it was a leather EMT jacket. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. It just keeps on giving. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. And, yes, uh, Joe Buck is going to be joining us. Make sure you stay with us. Small businesses are the backbone of our local communities. And right now, they could use our help. 
Introducing WMMR's Operation Shop Local, encouraging you to buy a gift card from your local business to use in the future. But the cash you spend helps the business right now during a rough time. You can also make a difference patronizing businesses, offering home delivery or curbside pickup. If you run a local business, go to WMMR.com and list your business in our directory of available goods and services. Operation Shop Local is a free service. WMMR is promoting this local business directory for our listeners to review and support when possible. We're all in this together. A message in the community interest from the Beasley Media Group and WMMR. With our next guest, uh, we're going to talk to, actually he's got a, a new podcast. Uh, it's yeah. called Daddy Issues with Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson and we're definitely going to ask him about that. We got a lot and, and we found out he watched Tiger King so we got to talk about that too but uh, I grew up in St. Louis listening to his, uh, his father, Jack Buck, uh, call the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals uh, and some momentous moments in my life, especially in legend. 1982. Uh, but uh, but I've never had a chance to talk to Joe, so I'm excited about yeah. it. Let's welcome Mr. Joe Buck to yeah. the program this morning. Joe, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are we all doing today? We're, we're living, man. We're doing okay. How about yourself? Yeah, it's, uh, well... Let me let me just describe it for you. Get right. up at about six thirty with uh, almost two year old twin boys. I'm about to have my fifty first birthday. You do the math. It's not that fun. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so that's Oops. that's that's a recipe for uh, insanity. <laughs> Yeah, I I used to think the movie Groundhog Day was funny. Now it's a tragedy. <laughs> it's the same thing every day. But it, I mean, it is great. And my daughters who are older, twenty three and twenty, they're back home in St. Louis. So it's good to have everybody back together. Terrible under the circumstances, but everybody's doing their their little part to try and slow this thing down, which is just crazy, right? Yeah, now. it is. Hey, Joe, I want I want to go ahead and and uh, uh, address the elephant in the room. We're we're the number one uh, morning show in Philadelphia, so we got a lot of people that tune in. Um, and there, there are a lot of people that have, and listen, it's the nature of your business and what you do on a national level, but there are a lot of people sure. in Philadelphia that have Just issues. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like you. I, I like you. I, I grew up listening to your dad. I, I try and, and, and Philly is not, I've been here 25 years, but it's not where, uh, I grew up and, and learned to, uh, an attachment to the, to the teams that I love. Um, so I, I also can watch Philly sports with a grain of, of salt and, and with my, uh, my ears tuned a little bit differently. Um, but when people grow up listening to their hometown announcers, hear national announcers calling a game and, and saying things that might be critical of their hometown team, it goes down a little bit tough and Philly takes things a little bit personally, you know? Um, right. No, I've, I've noticed that. Over you have. You caught that here yeah. and there? Fleeting glimpses did you catch? Yeah, uh, yeah. As, uh, I'm sitting in a. Uh, I've been in a diner um, on multiple times in Philadelphia, or by a glass window, and somebody will walk by on the street in Philly, notice it's me, stop, turn around, come back, and then motion something to me. I won't say what. It is. Flip you the bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? Yeah, you're right. The way you said it is is true. My dad got that kind of stuff when he did it nationally for. I think it's more of a baseball thing, but when he did it nationally for CBS with yeah. uh, McCarver back in 1991, and before right. him it was Scully, but I'm the only guy to ever call the World Series in the age of social media, nationally yeah. at least, and it's it's not a fun position to be in if you try to make everybody love you, because you can't, you're right, when mm-hmm. you... When a Philly fan listens to baseball all season long, you listen to Philly announcers, and they have the same rooting interest, and 
If somebody hits a home run against them, they're pissed off. And if somebody from Philadelphia hits a home run, they're pulling a groin call on the home run because it's the most exciting thing in the world. And then we show up, I show up, and I have to get excited for both teams. And therefore, it pisses off the fans in both cities. And I think some of that stuff carries over to football. But I'll get finished with a series, uh, whether it's Phillies, Dodgers, back in the day, and everybody in L.A. is 1 million percent guaranteed, no doubt about it, Joe Buck hates the Dodgers. He okay. loves the Phillies, and then vice versa. It's just you can't you can't win that battle. Yeah, okay, so so that was what I was going to ask. Is you know, you, your story is the same in every city. Then uh, it's just uh, you know you, you take uh, Joe Buck out of Philadelphia and you put him in Cincinnati, and uh, and he's going to be treated the same way. Or uh, are we a little harsher? Uh, no, no, I no. In fact. <laughs> I'll address that in a second, but I, people in St. Louis are convinced that I hate the Cardinals, <laughs> that I root against them, because when I do them in a national game, they want me to be my dad yeah. and to do the go crazy, folks, go crazy, Ozzie right. Smith home run call. And, that's, and, and, yeah, I will, but I also have to get excited for the other team, and, and it makes people here mad. Well, but, it's, it's, it's the definition of damned if you do and damned if you don't, but it is, it's the complexion of what you're doing on a national level that is, that is going to always cause that split, and you've sort of illuminated that a little bit more because, yeah, I mean, but it makes sense. You are so accustomed to hearing a more uh, um, uh, cheering section approach to your local team from your local broadcasters. And by nature, the guy who's seeming even a little bit neutral is going to come across as being antagonistic, and that's forever going to be your situation. Yeah, and and believe me, I've done both. You know, I've been the Cardinals' everyday announcer, and when you are, you don't care – about the other team, really. You're doing the whole game from St. Louis's perspective. Whenever somebody hits a home run, I can choose as a national broadcaster or a local guy, do I talk about the pitch and it was a bad pitch, or do I talk about how unbelievable the swing was? If if somebody, there's always one of two ways to go, and when you do the local, it's always one-sided. In fact, directors have talked to me about it. When they shoot a game for the local package, it's totally different than when they shoot a game for a national package, because you really are more balanced. You do local, it's all in one dugout. It's all in one bullpen. It's all one storyline. And, and so I get it. I mean, I'm a blues fan in hockey. It's the one sport I can root for. It's the one team I can root for because I'm from here. been a season ticket holder. They won the Stanley Cup last year. And, as, and for as much as I admire the work of Doc Emmerich and as, as close as I am as a friend with Kenny Albert, I wanted the Blues announcers calling the games when they mattered the most because that's who I listened to all year. And I know that they want the same thing I want, which is for the Blues to win and the other team to lose. So it's just <laughs> yeah. that's just the way it is. Yeah. And uh, you can't win. So it's either put up with it or don't do the job. And I'd rather just put up with it. And, and people in Philly are great, by the way. As I've said before, whenever I'm in town, People could not be nicer, and they come up and say, and they'll give you trouble, but they'll also pat you on the back and oh, I, I like the job you do and whatever. And and they, you know, once you talk to them for two minutes and they understand who you are as a person, right? And that it, it isn't ever personal. And I don't care who wins; I just want to see a great game. Yeah, uh, it, it goes away immediately. So it's people in Philly are awesome. I, I love people in the Northeast, Philly, Boston, New York, whatever. They're yeah. they're good, good souled people. Hey Joe, I um. I, 
so I, I want to talk to you about football real quick, and I know there's other things that we want to talk about, but and I will probably get a few emails, uh, you know, calling me out on this. But listen, I, I've come around on you myself, and I think you know. Hatred and all that sort of stuff is a learned thing. And I think maybe I was um, not giving you uh, the benefit benefit of the doubt. Here's the deal. You and Troy Aikman are the number one Fox team. I don't know if you agree with that or if that's – but you guys are the best announcer and color commentator that Fox has to offer when it comes to football. And I think what really brought me around on you um, was listening to your call of the Saints – Vikings playoff game with the improbable Stefan Diggs touchdown catch to win the game in the in the closing seconds that they they weren't supposed to win that game and what you did during that call is you let the play on the field speak for itself right yeah and yeah, I and that but that's what I've, I've that's what I always tried to do and sometimes people take it as indifference or he doesn't care or he's not excited enough i'd rather just let the action carry itself i don't need i don't do these things for my own highlight reel i do them because i i love being at the game and i i try to be true to the moment let the crowd carry the action yeah yeah and i i think I, again you guys you and troy are the and believe me it pains me because troy aikman was a quarterback for the Cowboys, and I'm a lifelong Eagles fan, and, and he burned the Cowboys many, I mean, burned the Eagles many, many times, and it pains me that he, and, and, and also um, uh, Tony Romo, as a Cullen commentator, is really, really good. So, um, you know, I'm trying to be as, as objective as possible. When, you, you, you know, well, you, you're, yeah. you're growing as a person. Yeah. There you go. Well, and as far as Philly's concerned in Troy's life, he will tell you that no team beat him more senseless than the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And and whether it was Reggie White back in the day, Jerome Brown, those guys would ragdoll him. And there were there were games I don't I don't know what the total was. I think he got sacked eight or nine times in one game against Philadelphia. So he feels the same way. Yeah. And forever I would say the coach he was closest to and he damn near came back and played after he retired and was he was in the booth with me got a call at halftime of the game we were doing late in San Diego and it was Andy Reid on the other line when Donovan McNabb got hurt and he was he wanted to play for Andy Reid he loved Andy Reid so anytime we went to Philly and we were there a ton or doing an Eagles game on the road wherever they were uh we enjoyed the hell out of it because Andy was great to us and uh all that stuff came full circle in this last Super Bowl when when he and the Chiefs won it and we were sitting there calling it so it's it's never personal and it's never ever rooting against or for another team we just don't care or even think like that right uh, joe this is nick I'm, I'm actually broadcasting from home uh so i wanted to ask you two questions and then uh, and then i'll let the rest of the crew handle it but first i want to uh, ask you about all the twitter um things that you've been calling over the last couple of weeks because they're hilarious and, and if you have a personal favorite and then secondly i wanted to ask you uh, about your love of Pearl Jam, and then you've been able to hang out with Eddie Vedder a few times. And, and if you've heard the new album, what do you think about that? I love the new album. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, I, I got it early, and, and you could only get one song, and the second song filtered in. And uh, I just kind of listened through it a couple times the other day and love it. I actually met Eddie in Philly. Uh, ah. I think it was 08. Mm-hmm. He and Pearl Jam were closing down the Spectrum. Yeah. It was 2009. They were across yeah. the street at the Spectrum. It was, yeah. yeah, so it was, it was October then of, of 09, and I, I was getting off the elevator 
we were staying at the same hotel and he was getting on and he's just a, a crazy sports fan. Yeah, and so baseball. while I was speechless, you know, seeing him, uh, you know, he, he, all he wanted to do was talk about baseball and we both have two daughters and we start, we just hit it off. And then I hung out with him one time after he played in St. Louis and, and we've just remained really good friends. So I, yeah, I, I love Pearl Jam, but I, I love, him as a person i've had him in the booth many times and i've called games especially in seattle and it doesn't matter who is on our crew what role they play eddie is all in like he wants to know you know everybody's name he remembers their name he asks them about what they're doing that day he's just a big genuinely good person big-hearted guy that uh, man, I, I just I think the world of him. That's cool. I mean, you've you've traveled all the all over the world. You've crossed paths with a lot of celebrities. Have you ever met Joe Exotic in your life? <laughs> man, I can't tell you how badly I want to meet Joe Exotic. <laughs> I, somehow I missed that whole uh, that whole thing. I you know before watching that that series, uh, I I thought I had a pretty good handle of the types of people, the different types that walk the earth. Yeah. Uh, every day. <laughs> I have no idea what's out there. I have literally no idea uh, who is in this country and what they're doing. I mean, the, just the, the sheer number of tigers at times in certain shots. I'm like, what in the hell is happening? And the fact that he is passing off those songs as him actually yes. singing them. <laughs> yeah, Joe, we were talking about the fact that he talks like this. <laughs> And, he sounds like that, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's singing like this. <laughs> now, you know, we know all the uh, Jim Neighbors used to do an affectation, and that was part of the deal. However, uh, this is clearly, uh, a, a, you know, an, an amazing thing that here you have these people, this this wide array of, of, of um, misfits. And again, I, I, we were saying earlier that it's on the level of a Shakespearean story. David Lynch could not write a script as effed up as what's been happening, apparently, in the off-road tiger attraction community for years. It's just, it's, and you try to tell people, because President and I freely admit, we're not the kind of jump on bandwagons for stuff like this. Yeah. This show is just defies description. It does, and, and the minute, you know, you think it's reached its depth of, <laughs> like, this crazy depth of weirdness, uh, it goes even weirder, and... You know, this guy's the guy in jail. And I have to tell you, of all the people I met, quote unquote, through this series, he was the least one of the least offensive to me <laughs> of, of everybody that that I saw. So, I mean, how you could do the same documentary for it would have a different feel to it for Doc. Mm -hmm. You could do the same Doc Antle or whatever the hell his name yeah, is. Yes, for, for and, Carol. <laughs> Carol, I mean. Yeah, hey there, all you. What, what's her cool cat? Cool there? cats and kittens. She, she, cool cats and kittens. You guys should start every day like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> she killed. Everyone believes she killed her husband and fed him to a tiger. Uh, but there's it's it's one right after another. But it but it is addictive. Um, I, I wanted to also ask you because Nick had pointed out the question. Uh, your quarantine uh, calls with Joe Buck. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, get, yeah. Those are great, Joe. Getting a, a ton of stuff in there. They're great. And if you just go to uh, your your social media and obviously you have you have them up. 
Uh, but the question keeps coming up, and I know you have to keep answering it. Are people literally submitting a sex videos for you to do color commentary for? No, I mentioned that on a St. Louis station a couple mornings ago, and it was just – it was no, it was not a okay. sex oh. video. Uh, it was like two people crawling on each other, but uh, it was nothing that was going to make anybody famous. All right. Say that. <laughs> okay. uh, and so, no, I believe me, I, I would probably just keep that to myself. <laughs> And, and not uh, reveal that. Um, and, and may someday, maybe I've already done play-by-play of a sex video or two, and I'm just waiting for the right time to spring it onto the world. There hey, you go. You know what? I, I, I This is probably not the case, but since we have Joe on the line here, Joe, I, you, you'd mentioned a, a, a local radio station there. I did work in St. Louis radio, and you and I are roughly the same age. And do you think he ever... You think he ever oh listened to me? I used to. I used to have a different name. I worked on at the time as WKBQ Q one hundred six point five. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Yeah, the sure. top forty station. I went by the name. Yeah. Ken, I went by the name Kenny Knight. Does that <laughs> ring a bell at all? Uh, no. Okay. Was there Kenny Knight in uh, Joe Tiger King? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, maybe. Have you ever Could have been a character? Do you ever remember seeing a a cover band? Uh, no, called, he wouldn't have seen the image. Called the image. The no, no. <laughs> But I, I used to... uh, yeah, you guys were awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, I used to I used to do middays. I would come on after the Stephen DC show. So uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, those. Uh, yeah, I haven't thought of Stephen DC in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so all right. I was yeah. Just well, my sister, my sister was at Y ninety eight. Yeah. Forever with Guy Phillips, and now she's on AM radio here in St. Louis. So yeah, okay. it's just a big incestuous. Uh, it, it is kind of unbelievable how. The same names and the same people just keep popping up at different radio stations. It's like true. Three, three months. Yeah. Hey, so uh, with you doing a podcast, um, what's it? You have the first episode uh, coming out tomorrow? Yeah, it's called Daddy Issues with Oliver Hudson. I mean, my daddy issues are, I think, a little bit more benign. I mean, I was really close with my dad. He was my best friend. But it's it was... I still, to this day, think of myself as like a little kid in this business. And, and I only got in because of my famous dad. And, and when I started, there's no doubt that was the only way and the only reason why I got in. I've tried to work hard since. But for Oliver, he's Kate Hudson's older brother. Yeah. He's Goldie Hawn's son. He's Kurt Russell's stepson, now Wyatt Russell's older brother. And so he's lugging all this baggage around. <laughs> we're, we're really close friends. And it's it's probably a side of me that has never been seen publicly before. So oh. I, I think there's value in it. He's a, I, I don't he's think a talented the world guy. needs another podcast. Yeah. He's, he's, go ahead. Yeah, he's a super talented guy. And and the, the, uh, the, the but I mean, to that point, I mean, you know, I, I think at some point it's been rightly said that, you know, we're, we're all always attempting to make our, our, our dads proud in some level or another and, 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 you know, live in the, uh, you know, you're always sort of in some way living in the shadow of. So it's 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 something that informs a lot of how our uh, lives turn out. So I assume that's a lot of what you're going to go into, correct? It is. And I, I think, you know, it, it is your typical podcast and that it, it'll be driven by he and I talking about what's going on in the world around us. But you do definitely carry forward what you experienced as a kid uh, with regard to your parents. And, and for Ali... His his real dad, one of the Hudson brothers, walked out when he was uh, between 11 and 12 years old. And then Kurt came into his life uh, and really kind of took control of, of what Oliver was doing. But, yeah, I, I think we all, doesn't matter what you do for a living, uh, I think we all 
carry that stuff forward. And we're dads ourselves. I mean, I've got kids that are 23, 20, and then twin boys that are almost two. And, and he's got uh, three kids that are right in the middle of all that. So there's plenty to talk about. We'll have good guests. Vetter's coming on, so that'll ah, be fun. Nice. And, uh, and he's got his own daddy issues, so yeah. we'll we'll uh, we'll get into some of that stuff with him too. So just a, qu- a quick thing: obviously, everything is fluid. We don't know how everything's going to play out, but we assume you have at least a little bit of insight into how you think. Uh, once the gears of professional sports start are turning again, uh, what do you think's the first situation we're going to see? Are we going to see um, games played um, audienceless? Um, you know, how, how, what what do you see happening? Is dive right into the playoffs? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I think NBA and NHL, their hope right now is to dive right, train for a week. Uh, I know in the NHL, train for a week and then jump into the playoffs, expand them just a little bit and just go right at it whenever that happens. And I think, yeah, to answer your other question, I think it'll be without fans uh, yeah. in the seat. Um, and then baseball, I, uh, I talked to one of the Cardinal owners the other day. I've talked to people in my network. They are. They would take July first right now and run, and and I think it it could be very much the same with with no fans initially, be about half a season. I think that's the that's the ultimate dream and and the best case, and then they'll adjust from there. And and the NFL came out yesterday and said we're going full on with with normal crowds and all that. I just don't know how you can make a proclamation at this point when we just don't know. We, uh, we how don't. long this is going to be. No, and the, and the next couple of weeks, as we know, we'll be telling, and obviously the efforts of people, as you said at the beginning, you know, staying home and, and doing what you need to do and adhering to the rules will, will really govern how things turn out. Uh, but the one thing, and again, I always say this over and over again, there's no not an expert in the world that says this is eternal. This will eventually end, and, and we'll come out of it on the other side. So, And I think one of the things that really telegraphs to people that there's normalcy and we're returning to things as normal is sports. It's, it's, it's the great, you know, the great diversion, the great outlet. I, I think back to 2001 and 9-11 and, and getting back into stadiums and how weird that felt. And then after you got back into it, you know, that postseason uh, was was really special. And I think uh, baseball played its role that it's played many times in our country's history where it, it was the national pastime in a good way. And, and it was a diversion for a really scary, awful situation that happened in multiple places. And I think it will be again. I mean, I. You know, not everybody's a sports fan, and and I get that. But I I think everybody can pretty much agree that it does have a serious role in American life, and I'm with you. I think when when it gets back to somewhat normal and we see these games happening again, everybody will have a big exhale and know that we're on the road to recovery. So I I think sports will play a role in that, and I'm excited to be a small, small, small part of that. Agreed. And as a a baseball announcer for a a number of years, I'm sure you've heard, you know, people talking about how can we get the viewers back to baseball. And I think a pandemic is perhaps a a way to do that, to eliminate crowds in the stadiums. And then that way, TV viewership will be up. Do you don't you think? Oh, I, yeah. I, I think once this stuff starts up again, whenever that is, and it could be a mad crush of multiple sports coming together at once. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as we've all sat here and kind of taken a time out and actually having family dinners and walks and all these other things that are going on, you know, maybe it lends itself to kind of the slower paced baseball uh, game that that happens these days. I, I think I do. I think viewership will be up uh, for all these sports once they, once they kick back in. 
And uh, real quick, because I was at this game, so I didn't hear you call it. I, I assume you were the one who called the uh, the Vikings Eagles NFC Championship game. Uh yeah, the blowout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I I've been going to Eagles games for as long as I can remember, and. When Patrick Robinson intercepted that pass and, and took it back for a touchdown, it was the absolute loudest I've ever heard a stadium, ever, ever, ever. And uh, I don't know if you can recall, because you've called so many games, uh, if you actually recall that play and, and how loud that stadium had, had gotten at that point. Those are the ones, yes, I do. And those are the ones that are kind of, they make their mark in your ear. First of all, I'm trying to scream to get above it. And I hear a lot of, I, when I do a game, I want the crowd noise as loud as I can stand it in my headset mm-hmm. so that I don't over talk. And then when, when an outdoor stadium makes that much noise, it's breathtaking. When you're sitting there and you're listening to the mix go through your headphones and then out into TVs. And, and I absolutely, remember that and then i absolutely remember thinking man this is going to be an absolute freaking blowout and the rating's going to suck and we're going to have to uh, spin plates up here to try and uh, make it interesting yeah yeah no that of course that's a consideration and uh you know as uh, after uh as we wrap up the interview i just want to remind uh our listeners right now that that joe buck has called uh, it's my favorite football call of all time and we'll play it as you uh you know uh we say goodbye to you but uh you were the one who called when Deshaun Jackson took the punt back against the Giants a few years back to win the game yeah. as, as the clock was. And, and let me yeah. let me lead to it because if if, if for all of the uh, oh that guy hates the Eagles, <laughs> listen listen to this call and uh-huh. remember I'm doing it nationally so everybody every Giants fan is going that guy sucks he hates the Giants. <laughs> Just listen to this and you tell me that I sound like I hate or am rooting against the Eagles somehow. All right, all right. <laughs> Uh, hey, by the way, we really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. I know that Casey reached out for you, got some some random uh, inquiry, and uh, it's cool. And we we love the quarantine videos. That's uh, that's what set it off. And your uh, you know your commentary for these home videos was just hilarious. And we thought it'd be a great opportunity to get you on. And we appreciate you agreeing to do that. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. And, and like I said, I have twin boys that are crying in the other room right now. I can hear them. So if you want to do another couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> By the yeah. way, I'll, I'll let you know, Joe, that the, the text messages in the span of the 20-some-odd minutes we've been on the uh, on the call here have taken a decidedly different tone, and things are swinging towards a positive. So. <laughs> oh, good. Well, hey, even Joe Exotic got 19% of the vote. <laughs> That's damn, right. Damn good point. Point in Oklahoma, you're right. Nineteen percent in this presidential bid. All right, the new podcast is called Daddy Issues with Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson. That's available uh, tomorrow. We'll make sure we post links uh, so that people around here can pick up on that. Joe, thanks a bunch, man. We appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, anytime. All right, take care, Joe Buck. And here's that play. Here we go. And it's a line drive kick. Jackson bobbles it and now has to try and recover. Deshaun Jackson gets a block. Are you kidding? Deshaun Jackson still not in and now in for the touchdown. No flags. Unbelievable. No time left. Eagles win. And there you go. Uh, my uh, my parents came over. I was watching that game at my my house. My both my 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 father was still alive at this point. They came over, and it was such a terrible game. We were losing. I mean, we, you know, yeah, we yeah. the Eagles were losing. We were down by like three touchdowns and had this improbable comeback. My parents had left at this point. My dad's like, I'm leaving, you know? 
And then uh, and then that happened. I was like, I cannot. I went out front of my house and and I had a primal scream after that win. It was it was amazing. Awesome, Marissa. Ah! <laughs> I've come around on him. Ah! So I'm so glad, like all of you guys, all the questions, I'm so glad you guys addressed the elephant in the room. Casey, before you suggested I get that Deshaun call, I mm-hmm. went back and I was listening to old Chase Utley home runs from the World Series, and it's like, Chase Utley, home run. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, oh, Aww. after we were coming from like Harry Callis's, like, yeah. Chase Utley, you are But he, 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 he oh. really He's... illuminated a valid point, yeah. which is he is forever, whatever the, whatever the local audience is perceiving, uh, is they're going to hate the way he approaches it. I I recommended it to you guys before, but Brockmeyer, he is hilarious. He is a character of himself on that show. Oh, Joe uh, is? Yes. Okay. And he addresses that people hate him, and he's a jerk on it. Uh, He's really funny, so I was like kind of coming around on him a little bit on that show. In fact, I talked to him before uh, he got on the air with us today, and he said, wait till you see me in season four. It it gets funny. Very nice. Were you going to say something, Nick? Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. When you have a conversation with anybody for 20 minutes, and you can realize that uh, they're a human and that they have redeeming qualities and you know I, i've been a buck fan for a long time but even saying the name joe buck uh, causes some people to recoil with anger and and you know you can't even just bring his name up without people reacting in a certain way but all you really have to do with most people on this planet is talk to them for a little yeah. bit and you realize yeah, it's a decent person well or you can find out you really hate somebody you thought you liked too yeah. but yes no i i know what you're saying nick yeah you got to spend some time before you uh uh, rather than the surface of what you think it is, and everyone suspects that they know the dynamics of the yeah. of, of the sport and the nature of the people who call the games and what they they have to put up with. And he rightly pointed out that uh, Joe Exotic did pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Had a decent, yes. uh, was great. decent uh, turnout. And yeah. Nick, we got uh, two back to back texts. One says, "Okay, I hate him less now," and then the next one says, "He can still suck it." Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still trickling in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we I did, I got to do my sports call. Here we go. <laughs> For Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. All right, we have two fearsome warriors going head to head in this battle from the Shark region of our bracket system. We have Ronald Reagan's porn intro. Oh, man. Against Pierre Hates the Pina Colada song. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry, I I still had the Deshaun Jackson call up there. (laughs) My bad. We can relive that if you want. Uh, So Ronald Reagan's porn intro up against Pierre Hates the Pina Colada song. We'll play just a little clip to remind you you can watch the whole video at PrestonandSteve.com. All right, we got to do Pierre Hates Pina Colada first. We're doing that first? Yeah. Okay, here's Pierre Hates Pina Colada song. Um, I I rarely would uh, beat up on a song. This song makes me want to vomit. Oh, stop it! In the dunes of the kids. Wait, why do you hate it so much? It's hideous. It's so. It's first of all, he says, "My lady, you yeah. know, my lady. We got some problems with my lady, my old lady, you know." And then I'm gonna look in the newspaper and hook up some chick trying to get away from. I'm just surprised because it's very Buffett esque, yeah. and it's you are such a huge Buffett fan. Ghastly. Okay. It's ghastly. It's ghastly. Actually, awful. Buffett has said this is a perfect song. He has not. <laughs> he has not. Here, it's all I rock was like, and roll. See? Isn't it all <laughs> rock and roll? Uh, all right. <laughs> Turn myself against me. (laughs) And his wife is trying to set up an affair. Rock and roll. When you listen to the lyrics, it's pretty messed up. (laughs) Oh, that was great. All right, that's going to face off against Ronald Reagan's porn intro. 
And here's a little taste of that. Do you guys remember back in the day they used to run the Star Spangled Banner before the uh, the movie started? Yeah, they were, it was a it was a free speech thing. Yeah, yeah. your rights to blah blah blah. And it was there. I remember that, Casey. Mm-hmm. The, Hello, the, I'm Ronald Reagan. <laughs> exactly. I hope you enjoy this African American <laughs> sex video. <laughs> Never forget, it's your right to enjoy other cultures and how they get it on. <laughs> it was the 1980s, and so you know, yeah. Well, Oh, my God. That's a tough choice, man. All right, uh-huh. you're going to have to make it, and you're going to have to vote. And uh, you can do that through com. Watch the videos, place the vote, and let us know. Hey, we still got another chance to win $500 this morning. It is uh, MMR's Rock Refund. That's on the way. We'll get to that at uh, 10 o'clock. And also a secret text for a chance for you to win a digital code for Richard Jewell, the film directed by Clint Eastwood. Text the uh, word secret to 39333. We'll take a break. Coming back, we still have Rob Riggle coming up, too. The great Rob Riggle. There's a lot to get to. Stay with us. Back in the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Here we go. Oh, I was going to, yeah, I said earlier we're going to do it after. Yeah, no, 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 and I didn't uh, do what I was supposed to do. I was uh, trying to grab a news story. Casey, you brokered that Joe Buck interview. uh, (laughs) Casey's been like, everybody's been pulling uh, rabbits out of their proverbial hats, Mm. and Casey did a great job with this. All right, now we got it, and we're ready to go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Finals. All right, we will begin with this story. A Breckenridge woman who tried to shoo a moose away from the road... A moose? ...was trampled and taken to a hospital for her injuries. Why don't you forget the moose? <laughs> I can't. Uh, the incident occurred... I was trampled, Lloyd! About... <laughs> How'd you get in here, Mr. Dobler? <laughs> You know, but uh, there's... Oh, no, that's not Mr. Dobler. Yeah. It's Miss Court. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Court. Yeah, Mr. Court. I'm sorry. Yeah. How do people... Again, Does do you not know the reputation yeah. of the Mises? Yeah. That's plural of moose. I know, but listen, mm-hmm. I saw a moose and her, and her... I think it was her son. Could have been her daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> While I was... <laughs> Why do you automatically assume... <laughs> Uh, but as I was climbing Mount Washington, right. there was a uh, a moose calf and her offspring, and I mean they're just majestic. And you do you know, have any urge to go over, knowing what we know, and and start effing with them? I stayed on the trail. Yeah, I well, stayed on the trail. I saw one when I was at Yellowstone. Uh, it was crossing a river, and I put a carrot in my mouth, and I went over. <laughs> <laughs> you are so good. <laughs> Uh, it is a pleasure to meet you. Uh, so anyhow, no, this uh, this happened 6 p.m. Saturday. Randy Hampton, Colorado Parks Wildlife, said that uh, based on witnesses' report, uh, the woman saw the moose in the road as a car was trying to pass the moose. She then tried to shoo it away, and she was attacked by the moose. Shoo, moose. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? Uh, she was very close to the moose at that time. She was knocked down, trampled, received injuries, and was taken to the hospital. 
Parks and Wildlife officers went to the scene of the incident and found two moose in the area, two young bulls, one with antlers and one without. It was determined the moose without antlers was the one who attacked the woman, and they had to put the moose down. It's protocol if a person oh, come is, on. is attacked and injured put by the a person moose. down. No, I, 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 I agree. You know, a moose to me sort of seems like a, like an at-at. You know, they, they, they're those... Yeah. Right? You know, those little, yeah. the, it's sort of the yeah, same yeah, yeah. sort of design. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Hampton said that there have been two other recent moose encounters in the area, including the encounter between a woman and a moose that was caught on video in February. A moose? Uh, for Why that... don't you forget the moose <laughs> for a moment? Uh, for the most part, uh, the uh, moose tend to be fairly docile and tolerant of people. However, they are not afraid of people. He said the best way to uh, handle seeing a moose is to keep as much space between you and the animal as possible. Um, uh, yeah, a, a moose will tend to be very um, receptive and accommodating. They always ask what your, pro- your pronoun is. Yes. That's right, yes. Uh, people aren't supposed to be gathering uh, together in groups. We know this, obviously. The oh, own- really? The owners of the Hot Water Comedy Club li- in Liverpool, England, said that they were showing clips of a comedian on Facebook Live from when the club was still open. And this led to a concerned viewer contacting police to report the club for violating bans on large <laughs> gatherings. So 20 cops went down to wow, this place. Wow, uh, One of the owners said that the officers found the club was closed, made sure nobody was inside, and then left. But they actually went and checked on it. That's too funny. A Northeast Florida man is accused of spraying the doors of a pet store with a container labeled COVID-19. Oh. Witnesses told investigators that just before noon Sunday, the man later identified as David Randolph White was seen spraying the substance on and around the entrance doors of the business. So let me get this straight. You can't find hand sanitizer anywhere, but there's all sorts of COVID-19 containers all over the place? Bottled up and ready to go. Uh, He reportedly made statements to the employees and patrons in the area that they were now infected with COVID-19. Investigators found White... After witnesses at the PetSmart store where the incident happened provided pictures of his truck and other information that led to his Facebook page. Now, White was arrested on charges that included the threatened use of a weapon or hoax weapon of mass destruction. He was later released from jail on uh, bonds totaling $15,000. But a woman who claims to know him posted on Facebook that the incident happened after White went to the pet store with a woman who was undergoing treatment for cancer and got into a dispute with an employee after spraying, spraying the entry doors with a disinfectant. So they may have been giving this woman, a, you know, somebody may have been giving her a hard time for trying want, to disinfect the doors, and he took issue with that. So I want I, that gerbil. I don't know what the, the full story is. All right, one more thing. An off-duty Los Angeles Police Department officer self-quarantining after testing positive for coronavirus actually had a fire at an apparent car burglar in front of his home early Monday. Oh, boy. Yeah, the officer went outside around 2 o'clock in the morning, saw a man trying to get into his car. Uh, This is uh, Officer Rosario Cervantes. I Uh, can't come out. The officer confronted the man who appeared to have a weapon, prompting the officer to pull out his sidearm and fire. Uh, The man was not hit, and he ran away. But the dude was sick, and he had to deal with somebody trying to break Mm. into his car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What do you do? Detectives who investigate LAPD officer shootings were told about the officer's positive test. As of Sunday, at least 26 LAPD employees have tested positive for coronavirus. Well, they're on the, they're on the front lines as well. They're out there, you know, doing their job and encountering a lot of people. They still got to do what they do. Yeah, all of them, have, they've been asked to self-quarantine, but I didn't think about that. Some of the police resources, you know, if they start getting sick, yeah. uh, can dwindle. So there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, let's do the Daily Rush matchup. <laughs> For Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. 
All right, these are the last matchups that we are going to highlight for the day. And the two videos going against each other are uh, Bojmir or Remgal. <laughs> By the way, Bill loved that yesterday. Did he? He loved the contest, yeah. and he even brought up the multiple mentions of Rimjob. Wow. Yeah. All right, I'm surprised. Normally, Bill doesn't like Rimjob. I think the pandemic's bringing down the softer side I of it. I think Bill. so, too. All right, that's going up against uh, Preston and Seabriac to the new Rambo trailer. That is the third Stallone video Whoa. in our battles here. Multiple Bill Westons, yeah. multiple Stallones. All right, here is uh, here's uh, Bojmir or Rimjob. Here we go. Somebody wrote, their album is Rimjob Backwards. <laughs> I thought that was the name of Rimjob Backwards was the name of the album. No, <laughs> Bojmir is Rimjob spelled backwards. Oh, what? Would it sound that way if you I re- doubt it. reversed it? I don't think it would. Yeah, let's let's all try it. it? Yes. We could. Yeah. All right. Okay, say when. Go ahead. When? Rim job. All right, you ready? Yep. Habaj and Mir. Yeah. Habaj Mir. Now, let me say that. <laughs> Forward. And see if it, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Ready? And, yep. Habaj Mir. Okay. And rim job. Yeah! It still excites. It's so much fun to do that. Yeah, you know what? Yesterday at the end of the show, we pulled out. I think we did a Skywalker. Yeah, and oh, yeah. that was one of my favorites. Yep. All right, and then that's going up against uh, the. Uh, we react to the new Rambo trailer. Here we go. He never goes looking for the fight. The fight comes to me. Mm-hmm. Although this one, it looks like he went and picked the fight. I actually sent out an invitation. <laughs> yeah. It was an evite. Okay. Uh, oh really? At the top it said looking for a fight. Yeah. It's going to be at my ranch. <laughs> I gave the date and time. Uh, but I got uh, the date wrong, so I had to go back in. But I couldn't figure out how to edit the date, oh. so I had to erase that invite and send out another one. Does it bother you when people don't respond to your emails? It does, yeah, because it's very easy. It's just one click. Yeah, and you can. Do you either... want to come here and get killed or what? Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to do this or what? Yeah. I mean, I, I put out, dear cartel members, <laughs> I'm having a gathering. <laughs> Won't you come and let me slit your throat? <laughs> Please respond. All right, those two videos go head-to-head, and it's up to you. You make the choice. And if you haven't seen the videos yet, you can watch them. Uh, They're usually pretty short, and then you can place the vote, and that's real simple to do. All right, and then we're going to do one more thing. 93.3 WMMR. Now, your rock refund keyword. This word is worth $500. It might even be worth $10,000, depending on how you enter it. The word is caring, which we're seeing a lot of right now. C-A-R-I-N-G. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There's three ways that you can do it, okay? You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911, or if you want to automatically be registered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter the word caring to the MMR mobile app or through WMMR.com. One random entry wins 500 bucks in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It's sponsored by A&T Subaru and Chevy in Sellersville. So once again, the word is caring, C-A-R-I-N-G. All right, good luck to you, my friend. Don't forget, seven times today you have your chance to uh, to do that. Our next guest is ready to go. He's our great. Ne- our next guest is a man of the world <laughs> and has been for a long time. And I, I envy him his new show. Yes. It's exactly the kind of stuff we're interested in. Uh, it is called Rob Riggle, Global Investigator, Sundays, 10 p.m. on Discovery. And he uses history and archaeology and science and all kinds of stuff to uncover some of the world's greatest legends and mysteries. Yeah. I made that all up myself. That's Those amazing. Just right riff there. that. Yeah. And, uh, but we love him. He's been here in our studio before. He's the best. Please welcome Mr. Rob Riggle yeah. to the program. Hey, Rob. Uh, hey. 
How's it going, guys? Going well, man. What What's your story? Where Where are you Where are you holding up? Where are you hunkering down these days? Oh, I'm in my uh, uh, my celebrity bunker in in Los Angeles. <laughs> you guys are all together. Uh, wow. We are. We are all together. It's really obnoxious. There's a lot of. A lot of really gross people here with bad hygiene, but what are you going to do? <laughs> well, do? Uh, so that's the deal. So when any sort of pandemic takes place, they round up all the celebrities and uh, and put yep. them into a, a yeah. separate, like an internment camp. Yeah, it's it's more of a, it's a, like I said, it's a celebrity bunker uh, <laughs> located in, in, in a mountainside. Right. Uh, a lot of hot, lot of hot tubs, a lot of cold cuts. But, uh, it, it's like a green cold. room, it's, it's, it, <laughs> dude. Yeah. That's going to be the name of my next album: Hot, hot tubs, tubs and Cold, cold Cuts. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Uh, Rob, I, I was told, and correct me if I'm wrong, that that you are a hero because you have survived yeah. a harrowing attack by some kind of flesh irritating bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, sure, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't recall which which attack this was, but it's, I've been attacked by everything. It was so. a flesh irritating bacteria looking for private uh, a pirate treasure in a mangrove channel in Florida. Oh God, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh they were they were uh, these parasites, uh, but they have a name. Uh, they were mud fleas or mud. Yes. Mud, oh my God, they're horrible. Oh, fire mud. It was fire mud. That's what it was called. And of course, I'm, I'm standing in a swamp in in Florida, and we're filming this thing, and we're we're diving down, and we're trying to find this uh, Black Caesar's treasure, trying to find the you know some some artifacts or whatever. And we're standing there, and you know I'm I'm just kind of chilling. And about a forty minutes into it, you know things start to itch, and I'm kind of like, oh, kind of itches, and I'm, I'm wondering what it is, and then so I, I scratch a little bit down low. And it's burning, and it's just getting worse and worse. It was, this, it was this slow burn, and I started to freak out. I was like, guys, I have to get out of this water. I'm, I'm burning. And the, the guide I was with, who's a local, was like, oh, yeah, man, that's probably the fire mud. I was like, fire, fire mud. I go, I go, now you tell me? And the, the, the camera guy was freaking out. Like I, When I finally confessed, because everybody else was just kind of, we were all playing it cool and trying to be tough. Right. So that's to be the guy who's complaining so i was just like hey you know i'll just get through this well i hit my breaking point i was like I- i'm on fire guys and the cameraman goes i'm dying too and everybody just confessed at once and we made a mad dash for the boat except for the guy who lives down in the swamp and it was like yeah man it's fire mud man, it'll burn it, it'll burn it. <laughs> yeah it'll burn it right <laughs> Yeah, there, I, I remember wow. watching. So any type of uh, any type of river or, or like lagoon or any this this some of the parasites and stuff like that. So you're, you're but the, the 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 tale to take away from this is that as part of the series, you're getting out, rolling up your sleeves, and getting into all this stuff, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I learned a valuable lesson that day. I learned a valuable <laughs> lesson that day. Yeah, which is. Which is, uh, don't stay in the boat. <laughs> stay, stay, stay in, in the, the goddamn boat. boat. <laughs> uh, so all of these things that you're doing, and you talk about the Holy Grail, uh, you talk about the, the pirate treasure. Now, now, there's something I've been familiar with, and you go investigate the lost treasure of Skeleton Canyon. Explain what that is, because it's a wild story. Uh, well, that one uh, hasn't aired yet, so yeah. I don't want to give away too much. But the, the Cowboys, made famous in the movie Tombstone, um, was the first crime syndicate in the United States. They right. were uh, an organized crime uh, uh, group, um, and they they were into everything: uh, uh, bank robberies, cattle rustling, uh, just 
general thievery, stagecoach, stagecoach robberies, uh, gambling. You know, they they were they were a bunch of bad guys. Um, and of course, you know, uh, Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday did what they did when they crossed paths with the Cowboys. But um, these Cowboys uh, made quite a few scores. Uh, one of them was a massive amount of gold and silver. Uh, that had been stolen from uh, a group, a, a church, uh, actually, that was uh, actually fleeing Mexico. This is back when Arizona was still a territory, so there wasn't a hard, the border wasn't very well defined. Right. Days. And so they, this, this uh, group of uh, Mexican clergy had a just a tremendous amount of treasure that they were trying to get from their uh, church in Mexico into the United States. Uh, the Cowboys found out about it, robbed them, killed them, took all their gold, hid it in place because it was too heavy to transport. Because I guess in the shootout, most of the horses were, were killed. And in the chase, the horses were killed. So they had to bury the treasure in place, take what they could with the thought they would come back for it. Uh, of course, being young Cowboys, uh, they managed to get themselves killed. So they never got back for it. Um, and it's still out there somewhere. What's what's and the what's the estimated worth? Or do they even have an idea? I don't think they have an idea yet. Uh, yeah. but it would be you know it would be seven figures at least. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so I've, I've been hearing about this. This is all stuff. I assume that you obviously are, are are intrigued by this stuff. So we're talking the Holy Grail, and as we said before, and what other things you know, Atlantis, and and what other things are on the the list? What. Obviously, I assume that you you shot a number of episodes. Uh, did you have to stop production because of all this that's going on, or was was the uh, run of episodes completed by the time this hit? Yeah, no, we were done okay. before uh, the coronavirus hit. So thank you know thank goodness for that. But we uh, yeah we traveled around the world and and look, I'm a fan of the Discovery Channel. I'm a history buff. Yeah, uh, I love this stuff. So uh, when approached to do a show for the Discovery Channel, I said, because uh, I, I had hosted Shark Week for them for the last two years, and, and I got to know the folks over there. And so when they asked me to do a show, I was flattered. And I, I, as a fan of the network, I knew what I wanted to see. I wanted to see a, a, a traditional Discovery show that has history and mystery. But being me, I wanted to throw in some comedy. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what I tried to do. And, and if I had to put it in a nutshell... It's Indiana Jones meets the Pink Panther. That's what oh. Global Investigator is. So Indiana so, Jones and Clouseau together. Yes. Yes. That's, that's how I, I tried to combine the two because I, I do want it to be a real show. We talk to experts. We have real mysteries. We go to the place. We walk the ground. We, we, we get into it. Uh, but at the same time, I try to bring some comedy to it so it's, it's uh, an enjoyable watch. It's something fun, lighthearted. You've got a few laughs. And you're going to learn something uh, in the process. I'm on and board. I'm on board. Yeah, I, I yeah, love stuff like this. And, of course, people are looking for things to watch. So let, let me ask you, of all the things now, since you are into all this stuff, what's on your wish list? What's what's the one? What's the, I, We absolutely must go and investigate this. Well, listen, if everybody watches, I may get a season two. And if I do get a season two, <laughs> yeah. uh, then I, I would like to... Um, I, I, I kind of want to go out into the Pacific and maybe uh, look for Amelia Earhart's uh, aircraft. Wow. Uh, that, would be, that would be one that I would really enjoy. Um, and 
What, what's your take on that? There's been so there's been so much uh, you know the information has been discovered. There's supposedly plane pieces and and uh, you know and, and bone fragments, bone fragments, and, and, and all that stuff. Do you what, what are you putting stock in as far as a possible outcome to Amelia Earhart? Well, that's just it. There's been so many revelations as of late, and so many possibilities that I want to I want to go find out what's real and what's not right. real. And what was the, what's the most likely thing that happened? I mean, you know, you can you can play the probabilities and 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 say, look, this was the course. You know, why there, there's no reason to deviate. You know, you can you can do some some real investigative work and, and try to find out what's going on. Um, there's all kinds of theories. Everybody's got a theory. Some of them are low percentage. Some of them are high percentage. Um, just like basketball, you know, a slam dunk is a high percentage shot. A three pointer is a low percentage. So you know, I prefer to go with the the slam dunks. Right, right. If I'm you know talking about solving something, so. Uh, but I just think that's a fascinating mystery. It's been around for a long time, and uh, you know, I'd like to get more details on it. So that's just one that's on the top of my head. Um, but there are there are more yeah. out there than things that fascinate me. Um, hold on, I got a, I, I got on my computer. I, I was making a short list just the other day. <laughs> oh, you were. <laughs> there you go. I, I, Actually, I was. Let me see. I'll, I'll bring it up. Um, but uh, okay, here we go. So Amelia Earhart. I might want to look. I want to look at the Ark of the Covenant. I want to uh-huh. look there. Uh, Jack the Ripper interests me. Yeah. Um, the biggies. Uh, the the Bimini, Bimini Road down in the Bahamas. Stonehenge. There's all kind of Easter Island. Oak Island. Uh, there's, yeah. There's uh, Oak. They've already got a whole show dedicated. Yeah, to that. yeah that's true. That. <laughs> Screw those guys. Screw those guys. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, listen, man. I, I, I love these. I, I love these adventures. These uh, these these investigations. Uh, uh, so, but but having your uh, your humor and your sensibility, I think, is is makes it even that much more entertaining. So, I'm looking forward to seeing the Sunday at, at ten o'clock. You can catch it on Discovery. Oh, so. It's uh, Thursday. Thursday. Oh, it's, Thursdays. It's, yeah, Thursdays at nine o'clock. Thursdays at nine o'clock, starting. T- and oh, we lost him. Yeah, we were trying to wrap it up, but he I wanted know. to give us that whole list of everything. <laughs> yeah, the producers are always like, "All right." Time to move on. We didn't even get it. Hey, we got to go. Yeah. Uh, I can do it for you. Wait a second. Sorry, we have to move on. There and there it is. Thank you, Rob Riggle, for being on the program. Well, at least he got the right day uh, information. Maybe that's why they hung up. They just saw these guys don't even know when. Sorry, we have to move on. The hell is this on? (laughs) So Thursday's at 9 o'clock on Uh, Bajmir. Um, Bajmir. Bajmir. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it says Sunday right here, though. Uh, that's well, wrong let's, information. Let's, let's investigate who gave us the wrong information. Do that. That's a mystery. Oh, All right. it was Carol. Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol F. and Baskin. Oh, my God. That slutty Anytime tiger Anytime something horse. goes wrong. Hey, it's Carol. <laughs> All right. We're going to break. When we come back, we'll ask a lesson question, and we'll see if you've been paying attention. We have trash and music news. And don't forget a secret text word, too. We have the movie uh, Richard Jewell, a digital code for that, directed by Clint Eastwood. Eastwood, so text word secret to 39333. We will be back in just a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wednesday morning, uh, which means we'll have to get a winner for our secret text word in just a moment as we do those on Wednesdays. Uh, what else? Um, I know we got a lot of stuff coming up. So we're going to do we're going to do today's lesson question. That is the next thing on the agenda. And we will be giving away. I know why I'm off. Hang on a second here. Hold on. I, I get off. I left my phone over here and I can't see Nick and Kathy on the FaceTime. That has become the new normal for me. There we are. Hi. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. 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 
Now I can see you. That's better. All right, so we're going to do the lesson question. We're going to give away a digital download of Sonic the Hedgehog. If you can answer, yeah, let's go. We, we Lately, we've been doing ones from early, early in the show. I'm going to do one from just a moment ago. Rob Riggle let us know that they have two luxury items inside the special <laughs> quarantine area for celebrities in the bunker that he's oh, in. Oh, yes. Yeah, what amazing. are those two luxury items? I said I was going to name my album after it. 215-263-WMMR. Okay, so let's see if you're listening. And if you know that, Rob Riggle let us know they have which two luxury items inside the special quarantine area for celebrities. Call now, 215-263-WMMR, and while you are doing that, we will do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Acme. You can now enjoy the convenience of ordering your groceries online, have them ready for pickup at a time convenient for you, and each item will be carefully selected and brought right to your car. Uh, order online at shop.acmemarkets.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Kim Kardashian telling Jimmy Fallon that a recent fight with sister Courtney turned physical with blood being drawn. Uh, Kim explained that the fight could have easily escalated had not much larger sister Chloe stepped in and separated them by Hulk punching the ground. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Bachelor star Colton Underwood has detailed his breakup with Olympic gymnast Allie Raceman in his new book, The First Time. Underwood says he thinks it will be difficult for Raceman to read because it's written in crayon. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Dwayne Johnson revealing the uh, la- that last year's Fast and Furious franchise spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw, will be getting a sequel. Johnson also revealed the sequel will be going in a different direction, as evidenced by the title, Hobbs and Shaw 2, Return to Brokeback Mountain. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right. We'll go to the phone, see if we can get this answer. Rob Riggle, let us know that they have two luxury items inside the special quarantine area for celebrities. What are they? And I'm going to go to Danielle and see if she knows. Hi, Danielle. Hi. It's hot tubs and cold cuts. You got it. Mere moments ago. Thank you, Danielle. Hang on the line. We are going to set you up with a digital download of Sonic the Hedgehog, The World Needed a Hero. We got a hedgehog starring James Marsden and Jim Carrey. Don't miss the movie that critics call entertaining and action-packed and an awesome adventure for all ages. You can get it on digital today. Own it on Blu-ray and 4K Ultra HD on May 19th, rated PG from Paramount Pictures. Music news time. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Dietz and Watson, the official deli meat, cheese, franks, and sausages of the Eagles. Uh, start your pregame with their fan favorite, 100% all beef franks. Ozzy Osbourne has been forced to cancel his trip to Switzerland to see a doctor who specializes in treatment of Parkinson's disease. That's too bad. Ozzy uh, was it's scared. a stem cell doctor, right? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I think, yeah. I'm guessing maybe. Ozzy was uh, scheduled to travel this month for radical treatment to help him live with his progressive neurological condition, but his wife Sharon revealed on the talk that as movement around the world has become more restricted due to the uh, coronavirus, Ozzy has no choice but to call off the trip for now. She said, we're just hanging in like everybody else, just trying to stay away and be quiet and just hold it out in there. Uh, but I honestly find this such frightening times. Uh, it's just, uh, I just think that it's a, a really, really frightening time to be alive I cry every day when I watch the death toll go up and more and more people catch the virus, and I'm uh, devastated by it. For me, I'm heartbroken. 
Uh, Ozzy has previously canceled his 2020 tour plans even before the spread of the virus in order to head overseas for treatment of his Parkinson's disease and other health issues. So uh, hopefully he'll be able to get somebody to take a look at him soon. Foo Fighters have rescheduled the rest of their 25th anniversary tour. Previously, only shows in the April portion of the trek were moved, but now the May shows have shifted as well. Most of the dates will now take place in October, although one, a headlining slot at the Boston Calling Festival, has been canceled along with the rest. Uh, the trek will see the band playing at the same cities it visited during the Foo's very first tour in 1995 uh, when the group hit the road in a Dodge van. Billy Joe Armstrong has unveiled a brand new cover of Johnny Thunder's You Can't Put Your Arms Around a Memory. Armstrong revealed that fans can expect a new cover to arrive every week for what he's calling No Fun Mondays. He said he'll keep doing it until we're let back out into the world. Last week he did a cover of I Think We're Alone Now, saying on Instagram while we've uh, all been in quarantine, I've been reflecting on the things that matter the most in life, family, friends, and of course music. I figure if we have to spend this time in isolation, at least we can be alone together. Uh, and uh, Green Day was among the first acts, by the way, to cancel live dates as the coronavirus had begun its uh, march across the globe. Uh, but uh, Billy's going to do this on Mondays. I think I think that's cool. That that cover he did, I think we're alone. That was great. Yeah, it really was. Yep. I don't know that song though. Um, I think we're alone. No, no, that one I do. The the new one. Oh, the new one. Yeah. I think we're alone. Yeah, I don't. I've never heard of it, Kay. So right. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, Metallica has posted the second concert in its new online series, Metallica Mondays. Uh, the show was recorded in 2017 in France, in Paris, actually, Paris, France. The uh, band is streaming a complete live show for fans on the group's YouTube channel and on Facebook every week uh, during the current health crisis. So they're doing that type of thing as well, which is pretty cool. Blink-182 is asking fans to help the band make a music video for the song Happy Days. The trio put the call out on their social media channels, uh, linking to a Google form offering more details on the project. They stated, are you stuck at home? This is an unprecedented time that's got everyone wishing for happy days. So we had an idea. Let's make a music video to show how you're spending your social distancing time. Is it Sunday, Monday, happy days? It can be. Okay. Uh, the band continued saying, show us what you're up to. Singing, cooking, excessive hand washing, attempting TikTok dances. We want to see it all. Uh, submit your video clips, and we'll use your, our favorites to make the video for Happy Days. Uh, that was from their album Nine, which came out in September of last year. Bush frontman Gavin Rossdale performed a solo set from his house as part of the Billboard Live at Home series, broadcasting via their Facebook page, via, uh, Billboard's Facebook page. Um, Rossdale delivered a handful of classic uh, classics and covers, including Machine Head, uh, the Only Way Out, Bob Dylan's Lay Lady Lay, and more. Lay Lady Lay is such a great song. Uh, the set served as a benefit for the United Nations Foundation's COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund. You printed out the lyrics to uh, the Bob Dylan song we were talking about in the yeah. beginning of the week. week was, what, 17 minutes? Yep. How many pages did it print out to? It's like six pages long. <laughs> oh, my God. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. Uh, this is too bad to hear. Fountains of Wayne. Uh, his co-founder and bassist, Adam Schlesinger, has been hospitalized with coronavirus. Uh, according to the 53-year-old musician's family, he is in an upstate New York hospital. Uh, he's on a ventilator, has been sedated to facilitate his recovery. He's receiving excellent care, and his condition is slowly improving. Oh, good. Uh, contrary to early reports, he is not in a medically induced coma, so he's at least heading in the right direction. I love that band. Uh, and then two more things, and they involve uh, two favorite bands of me and Casey. 
Uh, during a new chat with Paul Stanley, he looked back at Kiss's early days and his admiration for one of the band's favorite opening acts, and that was Rush. Uh, and, of course, he speaks about Neil as well. Uh, Stanley recalled the first time Rush opened for us. They had their original drummer, John Rutsey, along with Getty and Alex. But when Neil joined, overnight, it became a different band. Suddenly, they had this incredible musician backing Getty and Alex. There was only one Rush, and they perfected a style and walked a road nobody else had been on. I saw that band in its infancy, and they went on to build an incredible legacy. Uh, he went on to talk about Kiss's ongoing End of the Road tour. He said, it really is a massive experience emotionally. It's a life-affirming, it is, it is life-affirming and a tour to celebrate everything that we've done together. He went on to say, I believe that Gene and I are very, very connected and thankful for each other and for what we have. We've accomplished something incredible and then maintained it. We haven't survived. We've thrived. Uh, and he said, this is an amazing time for us. I've also known Eric for 28 years. He's in the band and... Uh, uh, play, and Tommy has been in the band for 17 years. It's really all for one and one for all. And then, this, you, this just in from Casey. God, I hope this isn't an April Fool's <laughs> stupid prank. But anyway. By the way, Kathy, some people were wondering if the, if the story you told about Harry earlier, the boxer, and uh, getting his inspiration from Joe Exotic might be an April Fool's joke on uh, <laughs> Nothing But The Curve or whatever that's called. I mean, Anything listen, but if the you know Henry, it might not be. You're right. Uh, Fish, is, Fish has announced that uh, they will share a brand new studio album called Sigma Oasis uh, today. According to the band, they went into the studio last November and have been working on it uh, steadily over, ever since. Uh, the title comes from a newer Fish composition, which they debuted uh, December 8th in North Charleston, South Carolina, and later reprised in uh, Mexico. Uh, the Sigma Oasis listening party will take place on LiveFish.com at 9 o'clock tonight. Yeah, man. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like an April Fool's joke. No. An April it, Fool's joke usually has some kind of a weird little twist. Yeah. To it. Well, and, and Joining if, them will be Joe Exotic. Yeah, that's, that's an April Fool's an joke. April Fool's no, joke. but if, if it were an April Fool's joke, I would have to call a no fair because they announced it yesterday or last night. Because every Tuesday they're doing this thing called Dinner and a Movie. Right. And uh, so they'll... Um, Air a, an old concert from years past and and give a um, a recipe for everybody to eat together and blah blah blah. So so how cool is this for you? If this is a big thing, right? This is really really cool. I, I heard the new song when they when they debuted it in Charleston and um, you like it? I do, I yeah. do. And then there was another song that they debuted that I really enjoyed, but I didn't get to hear like a good um, clean version of it. So, listen, just like, you know, Nick is a huge Pearl Jam fan press, if Rush released a new album, I'm sure you'd be all over it. Like, I just, you know, I'm excited about, you know, in this day and age. In, this, in these uh, troubling times. In these uncertain times. These uncertain Steve, times. Uh, something like this Yes, cool. I mean, when you yeah. get something that's a little bit more interesting than space people to listen to. Well, I could listen to that every single day. By the way, Henry's story, <laughs> Henry's story is April Fool's joke. It is? Oh, oh no! <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We heard that earlier this morning when we did our, our uh, uh, that's our news King uh, Tiger King uh, chat. So, all right, uh, Kathy. Even though you were fooled earlier, I'm going to allow you to give me the secret text caller number that we need. Oh well, thank you. That's I'm going to go with <laughs> caller eleven. All right, caller eleven two one five two six three WMMR WMMR. If you know the secret text word. Uh, you could win, and we'll grab a random texture, too, and we'll get that when we come back. So call right now. We will be back momentarily. Feeling deprived of a bad-
basketball bracket? Running out of shows to binge on? Well, 93.3 WMMR and the Preston and Steve Show can fix that. It's daily, daily rush, rush madness. madness. Go to PrestonandSteve.com and start binging. 64 episodes will contend for your votes to determine the winner. Daily Rush Madness from the station that's been providing Philadelphia questionable content since day one. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, we were looking for caller number 11, so let's go ahead and get to that person. It's Maureen. Hello there, Maureen. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. And you're doing no such thing. And if you give me a specific word, I will give you a prize. What's our uh, secret text word? The word is hurdle. You got it. Very good, Amori. We're all looking for some extra entertainment. So we are going to give you a digital code for Richard Jewell, the film directed by Clint Eastwood. Hang on a moment. We'll get your information. It's based on true events. Richard Jewell tells the story of a security guard who discovers the bomb of the 1996 Atlanta Games but becomes the FBI's number one suspect on the Blu-ray uh, digital movie now, and we are also going to give that same thing to John Floyd in Levittown, Bucks County. So, congratulations, John. We will take care of you. I think they smartly passed on the first ad slogan for the movie, Preston, which is Richard Jewell. It's the bomb. It's the yeah. bomb. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know somebody, some reviewer. It's just the wrong approach. Yeah. Um, so today has been a fun day. We've enjoyed uh, doing all kinds of stuff, um, and that would include talking to our guest. We had Joe Buck on, yeah. and Joe Buck was great. He was uh, he was awesome to talk to. He was a really nice guy. He he gets it. He knows a lot of people hate him here. He understands it, but he also said, "Listen, when he's here." Outside of people giving him a hard time, everybody he directly encounters is very cool to him. Yeah. yeah. And he loves Philadelphia. And he gets the same reaction in every every city, which makes me feel a little bit better. And yeah. he watched the yeah. Tiger King, so yeah. what are you going to do? I, I, I've tried to explain that before, you know, being not growing up loving the Philadelphia Eagles so I can handle a national broadcaster's yeah. tone. Uh, I don't get offended by it, but it can seem that way, yeah. you know, yeah. if, if yeah. you have somebody who's supposed to try to stay metered. Yeah. Uh, but he gets it, like Casey said, so you get it in Cincinnati and you get it in Los Angeles. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he gets it Absolutely. everywhere. Yeah. I, mean, I think we can all agree that Chris Collinsworth is the worst, right? <laughs> that a son of a lot of people were texting that in. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, all right, I kind of like Joe now, but I'll never like Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> um, so, anyhow, uh, it was cool to have Joe on, and Rob Riggle's always great. <laughs> Rob Riggle has a show, a new series on Discovery Channel called Rob Riggle Global Investigator, Thursday night at 9 o'clock. So tomorrow night you'll be able to see that. It was uh, very cool to have him on. Uh, Pierre Robert is in the studio, and he's getting set for his radio program. How are you today? Fine, thank you. Wonderful, sir. I'm sure you got some good stuff planned for today. I do. We'll get to that in a moment. Okay. But uh, should we do the letter first? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N as in neurotic. All right, and we will give away a four-pack of tickets for Tenacious D on Friday, the Purple Nurple Tour. Twisting Hard to the Left with special guest Winchester. That's October 7th at the Met, Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. I tried to... Did Pancake tell you I tried to FaceTime you yesterday? Yes, that my phone was uh, was buzzing and I... Um, 
Have you ever used Face? You use yeah, FaceTime, yeah, of course. Okay. Yes, yeah, I, don't use I it took often. I, I took then, a chance, um, uh, and then. I was just going on the air, so right. I handed the phone to Pancake, and right. then I forgot what came of that. And I it, oh, and he never told you? He did, and then he didn't remind me. And then <laughs> uh, I think it was about a shout out to somewhere. No, 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 no. I was um, I was donating blood yesterday, oh. and the all all the workers there were really excited that I was there. And one of them goes, "Hey, you're going to call Pierre?" And I go. Well, I could do that if you want. So oh, dang. they wanted to say hi to you, and I was going to FaceTime all these phlebotomists, dang all these me. workers from the. Hang uh, me! They ought to get a rope and hang me. Uh, yeah. Hang me on the high. So I'm sitting there, and I'm, and I'm waiting. I'm like, he should be calling back any moment. Now. <laughs> and I <laughs> waited, cake, and I waited. Uh, and I'm like, I, I think he got busy. So Pancake forgot to tell me. That's yeah. what I knew it. I mean, I I, and I wouldn't. I usually would blame any incompetence on me. Believe me, it starts with me and usually ends with me. But uh, listen, we, we love Pancake, but uh, we learned earlier that he was uh, basically a, uh, patient zero for the yeah. coronavirus and yeah. this. Uh, yeah, and mm. it, um, I'll say now, re- remind me that I've got to do the something or other. And I'll go <laughs> absolutely, and then he, he, he forgets. That's and then I don't get whatever the something or other was done, and then I'll go now in the next break remind me i've got to do this yes absolutely it forgets i would love to edit you into some footage of like a nasa launch and like you know the, the <laughs> flight go no go and then just in, in the, the corner of that huge sprawling room you hear oh dear <laughs> <laughs> you would not want to hear that yeah. Yeah. great <laughs> moments no. if they had a camera you go no go for launch oh dear <laughs> you're the camera you know when you're not on the air <laughs> Be interesting for all of our shows. Uh, um, Jackie's particularly uh, just to see him chewing the pens oh, would be fascinating. When you say chew, people don't—I don't know if people really can understand. No, I mean, it's devour. I mean, it's great white shark chewing. Yeah, you talked about the tiger eating all yeah. the remnants. Yeah, um, I mean, he doesn't eat them, but there must be a, a ton, there must be five pounds of plastic in his internal system just by shavings of the pens. That I've seen rawhides look better after my dog's been with him for like. He must crap yeah. fully functional automotive parts. <laughs> I, it's very possible. NASA's looking for Jackie, actually, <laughs> and um, we got him human chew toys. I told you that. Didn't yes. I? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we Did he ever him. chew on them? I don't. He. Brent and I gave them to him. We made a video of it, and we forgot to post it. <laughs> if I re- Pancake, remind me to post that video. <laughs> All right. So in, in a year or so, we'll get that video up. Uh, but we, I found a website, or I had, I said, Pancake, find a website that's got human chew toys, and blank if they don't have it. Yeah. And we got, I ordered two or three of them. One was a skull, which I thought he would like. Oh, yeah. And on a necklace, no less. So you can just reach yeah. down and like pull a, up. Like a teething ring. Yeah. Yeah. Your chewy mm-hmm. thing. And, uh. Um, I don't know that he's used it or not. Mm. So we'll find out. All right, please do. Uh, what's happening on the show today? Well, uh, we're going to have some fun because it is April Fool's Day. Uh, so we're just going to do cover songs for the Workforce Box. Um, there's That's so cool. many, zillions and zillions and zillions. Um, uh, and what was the cover song Billy Joe's doing this week that you mentioned? Uh, yeah, I'd have to dig it back up. It was a song I wasn't familiar with. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't, but I mean, that one, uh, from last week, I think we're alone now. It's really good. We played that. It's yeah. like two minutes long and it sounded blank and great. That guy can make anything sound great. 
so, yeah, we'll have some fun with cover songs. Uh, there are a zillion of them, some of which have been uh, even played on MMR. Well, so, sometimes it's the case that the cover song is better than the original version, and that right. has happened a couple of times. Right. Yeah. Corey, we have a great version of Corey Taylor coming in on Jackson's show and doing covering Tom Petty. Uh, so you just never know. Um, uh, w- but we'll have fun with that. I think That's it'll fun. be uh, a nice uh, April Fool's tribute. I'm sure it will. From your premium April Fool being me. <laughs> All right. We, let's see. Uh, we're going to wrap things up, and I want to thank our sponsor. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme. You can now enjoy the convenience of ordering your groceries online, have them ready to pick up. Uh, when it's convenient for you, each item is carefully selected and brought to your car. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com. Tomorrow on the program, another full day. Man, G Love is going to be on our show. Oh, wow. Today. I love it. I we, love G. We have not talked to uh, Garrett in a long, long time. We go way, way, way back with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, back to the WDRE days. Uh, so we'll see what's going on with him. We're also going to have Ty Burrell of uh, Modern Family. I love It's the, well, it's tonight. Tonight is second to last or the last Modern Family episode. Oh, no. And he's also on that uh, animated series on Fox, the new one. Really good. And we're also going to have Case Akbar. I, I, you're going to have to remind Baja me. Baja Biamila. Baja Biamila. Yeah, Baj, I always, is that a G? Yeah, so I can't remember if the G is silent or not. So it's either Baja Biamila or Gabaja Biamila. Biamila. Right. Honestly, no, I think it's the name. first one. Yeah? It's Baja Biamila. He was from Ninja Warrior, uh, Ninja Warrior Challenge. He's a great interview. He's yeah. also he's a very uh, inspiring individual. Very I think much he so. might be somebody we want to hear from in uh, in these trying times, in these uncertain, in these uncertain times. So that's going to be cool. We'll be uh, full tomorrow, and obviously we have the rock refund. Pierre's got that coming up twice as rock well. Re- so I forgot to mention that. Listen up for your Pancake, chance. Remind me to mention. <laughs> <laughs> you have a system. I got yeah, it, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, Dan. Bye bye. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you line. To all the non-essential workers, if you're outside working out, use the sidewalk. Some of us still have to work and deliver. Get the out of the street. Next message. Secret time. I want to have sex with Flo from the commercials, but she's got to be wearing her uniform. Secret time. Next message. I woke up this morning. I see weeds all over my lawn. I see weeds all over my mulch beds. Shrubs need to be pruned. It's all because of Carol Baskin. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. This is Norris Howard from Checkpoint XP on Campus, your number one resource for college esports in the world beyond. Whether it's finding out who Maryville stomps out next in League of Legends or whoever the top school is in college Call of Duty, we have the rundown for you. Get the Checkpoint XP on Campus podcast at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.